So what I told you is true, from a certain point of view. Hello there, welcome to A Certain Point of View, and we're back! <laughs> hey everybody, what's up? <laughs> so I was muted, but I said hey. Oh, I didn't hear you. Well, hey. You know, I'm to make this start off awkward, so there you go. <laughs> Dude, I almost, I mean, I only did the, the intro because y'all, y'all wanted me to, so I'm just like super chill good. tonight. <laughs> you, you also, I worked really hard on that for that. you. Can't take the podcast. So. <laughs> I just want everyone to know I'm super chill tonight. I'm just, I'm just chill. I'm not thinking about editing or anything like that. We're just hanging out. I'm excited about it. I really am. I mean, um, you can still throw this on the podcast. Just I probably will live stream. I probably will. Yeah, I probably will. Please, please title it somehow. The podcast returned. Please. Uh, yeah, yeah that's a requirement. Well, except, yeah. except, is that a little bit misleading? Because. No, we're not, because I mean, it was like, in the movie too. So. Stream is on the podcast. We're starting this off, really. <laughs> the parentheses, not really. Oh, okay. oh, hey, everybody. Jack is here. He says, What's up, guys? I may, I may be Facebook user tonight. And yes, you are. That's what that's what it's called. That's Facebook what it says user. you are. It's my and, favorite. Yes, we always have in the chat. Call it the Last Jedi. Wait, what are you talking about? We didn't even make it three minutes. Just, I didn't even mention it until till he said it. Till he said it. I mean, it's it's really Jack's fault. Um, Agreed. Uh, guys, it's been like six months since we get, did a live stream. I'm really excited about it. I was, I've been, I've been really looking forward to this. How has everybody been doing, individually, group wise, whatever? All that stuff. I, it's been a while, so we've had several holidays, lots of Star Wars news, a couple of shows, even. <laughs> so, so uh, I guess let's just go around. Curry, how about you, man? Let's go you first. The last six months, uh, it's been good. Yeah, staying busy. Uh, I changed jobs uh, at the oh, yeah. same company, which is going great. Um, it's been spicing on my YouTube channel. I had something take off, but that <laughs> yeah. Know, uh, it's got me a lot of subscribers, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, thanks yeah. How many? Plug it right here. Go. Yes, please follow me or subscribe on YouTube at Curnator Productions uh, for movie reviews, uh, occasional fan edits, and some other fun stuff I have planned. And uh, yeah, my motto is always look for the good and try to be positive, which inf- you I, should- I get from this podcast somewhat because we were always looking for the good, always and yeah. most of the time. <laughs> were i didn't mean, i mean no shade by that you know actually no i mean all of the shade by that um curry you yes. should change your name to your youtube oh yes should have done that yeah. to begin with man you're right don't because, mind if uh, i do i never ever got on twitter so <laughs> why i have my handle yeah i deleted the app i couldn't anymore yeah i don't blame you guys uh bothering me jess how are you doing how's everything been in this past six months for you you doing good um good wrapped another season of the show oh yeah it's airing now even though we just wrapped it um fixer to fabulous on hgtv and what do you do on that show again tell everybody in case they don't know (laughs) so my 
I guess my actual title is I'm um, I'm a PA, so I'm a production assistant for um, specifically for the design team. So I help um, with staging the houses for reveals. So, That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, did that, and then oh, this this is mental health shout out. All right. Um, so I, yeah, so I have, um, struggled for years, like since I was like 18 with like depression and anxiety and different things like that. So anybody watching this, you're not alone. Like if you ever want to talk about anything, I'm here. I know everybody else is like super supportive in this podcast and is here as well. Um, but I was, um, mi missed my diagnosis was missed. Um, and I actually have ADHD and that is what was causing my depression and my anxiety. So don't ever forget or stop advocating for yourself. So if something doesn't wow. seem right, um, make sure you're advocating for yourself with your doctors, try a different one if you need to. Um, because it's kind of nice to find the root cause of things. Um, and learn that I just have a neurotypical brain and that it just works differently. And so, um, so many like issues I've had in life are so explained by it. And now I get to work on improving those with the knowledge that I have. So anyway, that's, that has happened awesome. in the last six months. So just wanted to encourage everybody not to give up and to continue to research and advocate for yourself because it is very important. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. I can't even like, I know I'm sure this has to happen fairly frequently, but just the idea of doctors misdiagnosing something is so scary. Well, <laughs> so it's very Ugh. common, I guess, with women. Um, women aren't typically getting diagnosed with ADHD until um, 30s or 40s because mm. it looks different in most women than um than than men um and so um i think maybe it's like not as hyperactive looking you know it's a little more internal and so it gets missed and then kind of the residual issues from it are kind of what show up because you're so good at masking um those the like adhd part i guess yeah <laughs> that the other stuff kind of comes out so anyway, I've been reading so many things, listening to podcasts. Um, I've had a therapist for a while, but just, you know, just want to remind everybody to take care of themselves. And I don't know, just don't be afraid to get diagnosed with something because it doesn't define you. It just gives you some extra tools to kind of help live your life in the best way. That's awesome. Great advice from Jess. And congratulations on the correct diagnosis. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God. Uh, some things you just take for granted, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, it's, it's been a cool learning journey. So, but, yeah, that's about wrapping the show. And then this, that has been most of my stuff. So. Well, great. Uh, Drew, taking a sip of water. How about you, man? What's been going on? Hey. Um just a lot staying really busy um our work season ended in november so 
it's that time of year where we're at home working on lots of projects and resting every minute we can before we go back out for another work season. So I've uh, been doing a lot of painting uh, on equipment, a lot of work around the house, a uh, little project here and there. Uh, and what else? Oh, uh, the YouTube channel also is going well. I've not seen the explosion and subs that Curry has, but uh, it's <laughs> awesome watching him go at the same time. So we both got some good things going on on YouTube, just having a lot of fun with that. And uh, Plug it. Plug yeah. it. Plug it. Plug so it. We are Monster Island Lore Seeker. That's part of the Lore Seeker uh, brand, is what I'm calling it, on YouTube. And, and you're, uh, my specific you're lore, lore Seeker, Seeker, right? No, that's a friend of mine. <laughs> uh, I'm just one of the... <laughs> I'm the Godzilla aspect of Lore Seeker. So Lore Seeker's a friend of mine. He does Star Wars, uh, military history, Lord of the Rings, video games, like Halo stuff, and then um i was joking with him one day and i said hey um i'll do a godzilla channel just joking with him one day and he calls me like two weeks later and he's like all right so what do you want the name of the channel to be i was like oh i was joking he's like well i'm not we're making it and so um part <laughs> of the lore seeker like group of channels on youtube is now godzilla so we call those monster island lore seeker so oh, we just hit the thousand sub mark last month and we're growing and uh just having a lot of fun doing that so um the channel is definitely and gonna I- get some action this year because we have like new Godzilla movies and content coming out. Oh yeah, that's so, right. Maybe I'll yeah. maybe maybe Curry maybe maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll finally watch King of the Monsters like You'll you want. Finally me to. watch the best one. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. We'll see. Adrian, no, by the way, your henceforth known as Lorezilla. By the way. Oh, I like that. That's a I good like that too. That's great. I like that too, Drew. And I know, I know you're not Lore Seeker because we actually finally. We actually finally had Lore Seeker on the show, so I saw that he's a different person. So that hey, joke is done, unfortunately. That, I, I was on know. an episode. There's some deep fake out there. It's pretty good. <laughs> I just want to point out that uh, that was one of my favorite episodes because Lore Seeker gave me one of the best compliments I've ever getting, given, and I just want to rub it in Michael's face. I uh... <laughs> Oh, no. What is it? I can't remember. It was just uh, I had an idea for something they should have done in a show or something, whatever we were talking about. And uh, he said, dude, Lucasfilm should hire you as a writer. And I was like, I've made it. I've made it. I think that if they did that, um, it would be a disaster. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. No, Lamont, okay? Guys, honestly, no, you're <laughs> you're not, though. Uh, no, Curry and I have had a lot of fun uh uh, debates <laughs> over the past six months about Star Wars. Over the past six um, months, you mean the past like three years, right? But just since we, just in the oh, past, yeah. even just in the past six months, we've had many notable ones. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> and of course, Josh and I are on the same side usually. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Josh, and by the way, Josh may or may not be joining us later. Um, you know, he had something unexpected come up, so hopefully, he gets to pop in. Even if it's just for a few minutes, but needs to get his priority straight, man. I know, man. I know. Gosh, come on. But yeah, for me, it's been a great, it's been a great, crazy, honestly, really crazy six months. We've, um, (laughs) Jack says false. Josh doesn't agree with you. He does though. Um, except for when we talk about Warner brothers and then he doesn't, um, (laughs) we're not doing that. Uh, (laughs) Um, So, uh, but yeah, anyway, this past six months has been really good for me. 
Um, really good, but really, really busy. My wife and I bought a house. I'm sure, I don't know whoever, you know, who's watching. And if you remember what I used to, what I, the room I used to be in, this is a different room. And so, yeah, this is my new studio in my, my new house. My wife and I just bought and, um, our son is growing. He's over a year and he's like over a year and two months now, which is absolutely insane. I can't even, he's running and, um, it's it's nuts it's it's just crazy but yeah. um we've had all sorts of stuff going on it's honestly been a super busy season for us but um but very thankful that things are settling down just a little bit and it, we can at least do this fun hangout and we'll we're gonna try to do these more often too for sure at least at the very least just hang out and Talk some Star Wars because, guys, this is a big year. We got a lot of Star Wars happening this year, and I have to talk to somebody. <laughs> we have to like get, we have to like talk about, air this stuff out there eventually. So, um, yeah. So, speaking of all that, just since we recorded last, we had an entire show happen. Um, and the only one that hasn't seen the show yet, Josh, isn't here. So, we should talk about it. <laughs> so- <laughs> Guys, Josh is Josh is so behind that he hasn't seen any Andor, which is just crazy. I just can't believe I can't believe it, but I can though. Michael, you forgot to uh, plug your Twitter. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, It is uh, our Twitter. The the oh, look at you going with that banner. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm too unprofessional. I can't even just keep going. Uh, yeah, so we are our tw- our Twitter, and I just Twitter. I just run the account is our t- no no I'm not saying that um, is at certain underscore POV actually it's different now it's a- it's at AC POV crew uh, we changed it to where everything's the same so I'm sorry Curry you actually did mess that up <laughs> actually it was already in there so whoever typed it first messed it up uh, okay <laughs> what is it actually now at AC POV crew. Yeah, it's my it's it's in my handle there, down there. So yeah, go follow us. We've actually I've been super active over there, even though we haven't been recording podcasts. I've been on Twitter and it's growing like crazy. I think we're at we're actually over eight hundred and fifty followers now, so that's cool. Um, so that's wow. fun. And uh, yeah, endorse everything Michael says about Star Wars, just so you know. Yeah, le- I just want let's let's make that known. Uh, the 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 account is my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, Curry does not co-sign everything I tweet. <laughs> I just get on there and like all the people that are arguing with it. I just you, like you literally did that just the other day. <laughs> I did. There was a couple of people. I was like, "Yeah, I agree with them." Sorry. <laughs> some burners going on. Actually, what happened truly was I just like read it and then read a response. Was like, "Oh, I agree with that." And then I noticed it was yours, and I was like, "Well, now I'm just gonna like more." <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, and then Jack says, I mean, we knew Josh wouldn't have watched it. Josh actually will watch it. He intends to watch it. Um, and he this show Andor is so up Josh's alley. I just I cannot wait for him to finally watch it. Um, Do I need to fly out there again and make him watch it. Yes, I yes. think that's necessary. Come on out. <laughs> that's what we did for Zack Snyder's Justice League. It took him a year, but when I flew out, I made him start it. He finally did start it and only started it. You did not finish it while you were there, right? Am I correct? No, but they finished it that week together. Yeah. Him and his wife. So, hey, I'll take it. And Jack says he intended to watch The Clone Wars 2. Um, yeah, but he actually did watch some of that, like a season or something. He did not watch very much. He was watching some of it with his show or with his son. Um 
but yeah anyway yeah josh is way behind but you know what i imagine four kids is tough <laughs> so don't yeah. even want to pretend to imagine that's over two years old uh, like i can't imagine having that with four so i mean i had one and i had to cancel a podcast so <laughs> don't remind us michael we know. hey shut up <laughs> <laughs> um no guys for real though let's talk let's talk since you know since we've all foreseen it um and josh isn't here and so we don't have to worry about spoiling let's get to let's just get started talking about some star wars stuff because that's that's what i really i mean i miss like we've been we've been hanging out anyway in the facebook chat and all that stuff for a while but but i really want to talk some star wars with you guys so let's start talking some andor so just generally speaking and we can talk spoilers and stuff too um but i just want to say first i'll i'll just start with this andor to me and if you if you do follow the twitter account you know how much i love the show andor to me is the best thing that star wars has done in a very long time and honestly it's not even and it's not even me just being like oh come on if every if only everything was as good as andor it's not it's not that it's I love Andor and I love the Mandalorian and I love the Bad Batch and I love I love the different flavors of Star Wars. But if there was a show that if they were to just be like, okay, let's make a show that's right up Michael's alley in every way, it was Andor. And yes, I do I do miss like the Jedi stuff in Star Wars. That stuff I miss for sure. I will always miss it if it's not there. But if but I also have always been craving a awesome rebellion versus the empire boots on the ground you know really kind of more serious take on star wars and the rebellion the empire and all that and and i didn't realize how much andor was going to give me that and i gotta say like of all the shows that were announced you know a couple of years ago when we got the announcement about uh, you know, uh, we, we got the announcement of the Ahsoka show. We got the announcement of all of these different things we're getting now. Um, Obi-Wan and all that. We got the announcement of Andor. And at the time, I was just like, huh, all right, all right, that's fine. Uh, that, I, I'm sure that'll be cool or whatever. And then the more and more that I started seeing from it, the more I got excited. And when I finally watched all all every show, every episode, I just found... <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, this is my life i love it that's amazing I love hey it. hello kanan says hi kanan uh-huh. says hi look hi. at that boy hi <laughs> he's blowing kisses to everybody <laughs> love you bubba all right anyway <laughs> sorry um anyway all i was saying was every episode I was on the edge of my seat and there wasn't even like a ton of action. It was like dialogue and all of this. And it was the best written dialogue that I've seen in a star Wars since the last Jedi take a drink. And, uh, and honestly it was, it was just, the writing was incredible and, and it, and it was so like just gripping the drama that, that prison arc. I just, one way out <laughs> i just I, I that show just had me so just invested on every level and each of these arcs that we had was a different we would be introduced to these different little characters that i grew invested in and and that doesn't always happen 
in these shows. And I don't know this Andor was just the, I expected it to be good. I did not expect it to be like a masterpiece. And honestly, I feel like it was, and I'm not just throwing that word around. So bravo to Tony Gilroy and everyone involved with that show. For me, it was just, I I can't believe that we got that and it was in star Wars. So um, anyone who has to talk, what, what did y'all think about? What did y'all think about Andor? Anyone? Uh, I'll go because everyone's <laughs> muted. <clears throat> I guess that was the sign that it's Drew's time to talk. Um, Andor was very good. I did. It didn't land at masterpiece for me, only because I wanted Wrong. more boots on the ground. But it was so incredible, and to agree with Michael, the dialogue was the is what made part of what made this show so yeah. good. The dialogue. I mean, the Luthan speech about you know what have I sacrificed? That that one just everything. I rewound that. I rewound it. Watched that like four or five times. Honestly, best monologue in Star Wars, probably. It, yeah, it's, it's it's it was so it was masterful. The dialogue, the writing. <clears throat> pardon me, I didn't want to take time to mute before I coughed there. Um, it was very very good. I wanted some more boots on the ground a little bit, and I know that if there's a season two that. That could happen um but my favorite you know episode piece was uh episode arc not piece was the uh the heist and i was like man maybe there's gonna be another heist and then it turned into the prison thing and the prison thing was incredible um two of the sorry three of the um actors and actresses stole the show for me even over diego luna's andor character and that would be luthan uh Andy Circus's character and the names are just really drawn a blank for me right now because I've not rewatched anything. And uh the female uh ISB officer. I knew they said IBS. That is totally not the same thing here. But the female ISB officer <laughs> really was, I mean, just wow. It's like, okay, here's Deidre. a person. Oh Deidre. DJ, yeah. We're like, oh, we're halfway sympathetic to her. Oh, except really not because she's a mean fascist lady that wants to, you know, shoot people and be mean. And you no, know, <clears throat> Ferrex was a really interesting. Sorry, I got to mute and cough my head off real quick. That's okay. Kanan's got you. <clears throat> it's it's all back there for me now. Hi, Kanan. It was very good. Like I said, it didn't land at masterpiece for me, but was it very very great? Incredible at or above the same level of everything else that's came out lately for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think The Mandalorian is still probably my favorite that's come out, but I Michael get it, also man. knows that I was like the biggest fan of the Book of Boba Fett compared to him. Uh, but it, Andor was so, so good. And I came to appreciate um, Michael's whole catchphrase was it was a slow burn. And I didn't love it at first, but at the end of the season, I was like, I wouldn't have had the season really gone through any other way. Like it worked out so perfectly start to end, but I do believe that, and this is no disrespect to Diego Luna's performance as uh, Cassian Andor because it was incredible, but um, Luthen, Andy Serkis uh, really, really stole the show uh, beyond just like, I was like, wow, they really blew me. I was like, okay, Andy Serkis, he'll be here. He'll be in and out in two episodes. And it was like, wow, he was like a massive focal point of the entire season. So I really enjoyed that. Dude, I get it. It's like, like 
It was it was a kind of a slow burning. I think even I think Curry when he says his thoughts, I know he kind of it started a little slow for him too. But uh, for me, you know, y'all know me. If if it's if it's intriguing dialogue, if it's good dialogue and character work, I'm in for a super slow burn. I love Lincoln, and that movie's a masterpiece to me. And it's nothing but slow dialogue. So um, it, I, I think. Uh, to me, the show had me from episode one, but once episode three happened, it had me like, what am I watching right now? And so, um, and then we had the arc with the, with the eye of Aldani and I I mean, we're, it's our background right now. You can see it barely around the edges, but like it is that the visuals and that story, I just, I I couldn't imagine what we were going to get next. And honestly, it, it, I have a hard time thinking about a Star Wars story that had me more invested and more on the edge of my seat. And honestly, just it was an emotional journey for me too. the the his that whole prison arc where he where, where he was in prison with Kino Loy. That's the that's uh, that's Andy Serkis's character. Um how they built that character to go to help along Cassian in his journey. But I just, I'll never forget the way I felt the, uh, and this is the, a testament to the dialogue in the show. I'll never forget how I felt when, you know, they spent the whole episode where Cassian was like, come on, how many guys upstairs? How many, how many guards are upstairs? Come on, help. We got to help each other out. And, and Kino was just not having, it. and he kept shutting him down, shutting him down because he's just trying to let, he's just trying to keep quiet and lay low and do his job, and then get out when the Empire, get out when the Empire finally releases him, as as long as he behaves, is on his best behavior, and he's not trying to ruin that. He's getting closer to it, and so um, finally, the everything that happens with the old man, and we he dies, and. We he we hear about what happened on that floor. Uh, I can't remember what floor it was, but um, we hear about what ha- the fourth floor. Yeah. Uh, the, what anyway the maybe the twelfth. I don't remember. No, no, it's not. I don't think it's twelfth because, but that that number is 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 involved. But but basically, we hear about what happens on that floor, and it's like, oh, we're not leaving. the em- The empire is not letting us go. And and this is far worse than than I thought. And he, we see the that character development through that episode to the point where Cassian finally asked him at the end of the episode, "So how many guards?" And he says, "Never more than 12, letting us know that he's in now. And it was just I just got chills thinking about how I felt at that moment when I I, I can't remember a time where I've wanted to like jump up and go yes like at, at more than i did in that in that moment and it was like at two o'clock in the morning that i was watching that episode and i don't know that the whole show had moments like that where yes the the monologue with luthan and uh there was there was another monologue i'm forgetting i think kino had one um one way out <laughs> that whole monologue was incredible um and then oh uh marva Marva's whole speech, incredible, incredible so stuff. News, yes. <laughs> oh, so good. Anyway, it all that like, to say. It was like Padme's Senate speech all over again. Yeah, yeah. It, that impactful, it, just on a lower, like a smaller, a little smaller scale, but e- it felt equally huge, you know? Mm-hmm. It felt equally huge for the rebellion. 
Jess, what did you what did you think of the of the show? I, we haven't talked in depth about it really. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was it did start off kind of slow, um, oh. but I feel like it. I kind of expected that. Just kind of I don't know how Rogue One was, um, but. Um, I, I knew I would like it because I liked Rogue One and I loved the style and how it was shot and all of that kind of stuff and kind of the different level of people like I were talking about. Like it focuses so much kind of on key players or force users and this kind of like brings it down to, you know, the people who are doing, you know, the hand-to-hand type work. I mean, lightsabers is clearly hand-to-hand combat, but you know what I mean? Like the battles of kind of like the Clone Wars did with the troops, you know, the clone troops. Um, we kind of got to see more of what it looked like to everyday life and the people and different things like that. And so I really enjoyed that as well. One of the things that it made me think about, and this isn't really necessarily Star Wars related, but with actors is the fact that Andy Serkis, I mean, think about the first time you knew who he was. For me, that was Lord of the Rings. And he was doing motion caption voices, like, and that's what he's done for years, you know? And then, and probably, I don't know, I mean, maybe he believed in himself, but, you know, it didn't seem like he was being cast for any main roles or anything where it was actually him. And, you know, the fact that someone at the age that he is, not that that's like a bad thing, but like in Hollywood has kind of become this like amazing standout actor, you know, that's in some of the biggest franchises is like super inspiring. I don't know. Like that's one of the things that I thought about, you know, watching him with his speech and him being in it. I was just like, wow, how crazy would it be to think maybe this career, you know, motion capture or voice, not that that's anything beneath. I think every, no matter how you, you know, contribute to art, I think it's all just as important, but I just, you know, there is something a little different about, you know, being on the big screen in a sense, you know, and I I just, I think that's so cool. And that really shows kind of the power of like never giving up. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's like outside of Andor in the story, but sure. I just kept thinking about that every time he was on there and he would just give these like incredible lines and, you know, just he's so phenomenal and just like, I don't know, that just is really cool to me, but I love my Mothma. So anything with like her in it is just incredible. Like I love the whole you know, she's moving money around and she's trying to, you know, give money to the rebellion without getting caught and still be in the Senate. And like, she's in this spot and, you know, all the dynamics of that and, and how it's like, okay, we kind of saw it with like Saw Gerrera a little bit in, you know, in Rogue One, like there's different ways to fight and like, where where is your line <laughs> you know for the cause and so i found that really interesting um throughout andor um kind of seeing people being tested as you know where do you, what do you believe is right 
and what do you believe you can sacrifice for that end goal? And so um, I love things that kind of make you think like, what would I do in that situation, you know? And considering none of us have the force, <laughs> um, it was kind of cool to see people with like the abilities that we have, you know, being put in those situations and, and what, how they handled it. Um, another thing I want to say is like the cinematography and the costumes were incredible. Yep. Some of my favorite costume work probably since one of my favorites has always been the, the um, Phantom Menace. Like that's just been the, the costumes with like all the handmaidens and on Naboo and just all the different things were just so, um, so incredible to me. And I just think that this is like that person who did that, like just went all out and mm. put their soul into it. And you can just tell, like, you could tell when they were on, you know, different planets based off of the style of how people were dressing. Um, and even just the aesthetic of the different rooms and buildings or cities or locations, like it felt very kind of how they did that. And, but on a smaller level, instead of huge different worlds and things like that, like they did in the prequels, I feel like um, it was done like well in this show. And I really, really enjoyed that too. So it's not my favorite because I am more emotionally <laughs> going to pick my favorites over that. But as far as like well done overall, as far as like a critic looking at it, um, I think Andor and The Mandalorian have been um, some of the most solid all around um, Star Wars projects as far as like TV that's definitely come out. Yeah, so. I totally, I totally agree. I, I mean, I, I mostly agree. Andor is my favorite show, but The Mandalorian, it's so good. They're so different, right? It's mm -hmm. like I love so much. Like I, I'm so. I was. I think I, I might have tweeted this, but or I was just telling someone. But I love so much that we just got this super serious twelve episode, really serious, gritty, um, sometimes depressing, really intense. Star Wars show that is so well done. And now we get to go into the Bad Batch and the Mandalorian and just like have the have a ball. You know what I mean? Just like have so much fun on a Star Wars adventure, diff like these mission of the week type things. That's to me, I love both of those so much. And and it doesn't have to be one or the other. And so I just love so much that we get both of those in the same universe. And to kind of just before we go to Curry, go back to what you were saying about I just you, everything I love everything you were saying, but specifically I just want to give a shout out to Genevieve uh, was it Genevieve o, Genevieve O'Reilly who played Mon Mothma. Who to like I didn't know I I didn't know she was that good. Like we've really only I don't know her as an actress other than what was she even technically in the movie in uh revenge of the sith or was it just in she's in revenge of the sith too just just barely right it's like like, a cameo, yeah. like basically just she's she's there she's not we don't get to see her really act all that much right i had no idea she's incredible just what she had to do in her scenes with her trashy terrible husband <laughs> and like just the seeing her fight on that side of things and 
And I loved the juxtaposition of her and Saul Guerrero starting or her and Luthen really starting here. And then, but we, I think next season we're going to start seeing more of her and Saul Guerrero at odds because we see that not only in Rogue One, but you all see it in Rebels. You see it in Rebels very heavily. And so, and yeah, go ahead. I got excited. All the Easter eggs in Luthen's shop. So How did you know what I was about to bring up? <laughs> yeah. And, and that stuff that I didn't even catch until, you know, you, you go on YouTube and you watch videos or whatever. But what's funny is if you listen to Tony Gilroy talk about it, he was like, yeah, that wasn't me. We just gave it to, you know, we just gave it to Lucasfilm and said, put stuff in here. <laughs> and they had fun with it. So like Tony Gilroy is so funny because he's like, he's very particular as a writer, but then he's just like, but then he's also like, yeah, but put a bunch of stuff in here that fans are going to like. I don't know what that is, but here, you tell me. <laughs> like, I, I love that. That's great. Um, it's Curry, so important dude. to know how to delegate things like that. Yeah, you know? and he did a great job with it. He did a great job. There was – there was anytime there was a cameo from someone we'd seen before, like Saw Guerrera or uh, – I feel like there was a couple more that I'm missing, but but the, there was there were a couple of little cameos. It was always for dramatic weight, dramatic purpose, and – and it was it always it never felt like, oh, that's that guy from that thing. That's so cool. And then it was just like, that's all it was for. You know, it was always so intentional and and it was always for dramatic weight. He's a very intentional showrunner and writer. And uh, so when we saw stuff like what's in his what's in Luthen's shop and whenever we had a saw Guerrera or we had a uh, admiral, uh, what's what's the what's the admiral? Uh, he showed up in one episode. Lauren. We saw his Admiral Yularen. Admiral Yularen. We saw him for an episode. It wasn't even like a lot of attention called to it, but that was definitely him. It was just really cool. It's like, yes, we didn't get like every week a cameo or whatever, but we got every time we got one, it really meant something. I really appreciate it. But uh, Curry. Your thoughts on the show. Speaking of General Yularen, that actually that cameo made me sad. Like it was great to see him, but I'm like, he was actually a really good guy in Clone Wars. And to know he's so high up in such an evil empire is like, yeah, dude, like how the mighty have fallen. I you actually saw hope... him in Rebels as well. Oh, see, I don't remember that. I... Yeah, he, he was hunting good. down. He was hunting down. He was involved when they when they were they when Thrawn knew someone inside mm. was was um, helping out the rebellion. And eventually they found out that who that it was Callus. Yularen was part of that investigation and they kind of go into yeah. Oh, see, so I completely he's, missed that. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. I just didn't remember. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's actually a good segue. because um, you know I like to mention the transitions. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, sorry. <clears throat> Rebels always I mean, Rebels was like our other deep dive into the Rebellion, right? Like, yeah. In, in terms of like what we have. <clears throat> and Rebels had great conflict, don't get me wrong, but Rebels still kind of, for the most part, being a more kids-oriented, was very black and white, like in how it presented the Rebellion. <clears throat> Rogue One was really the first time that we saw how dark the Rebellion could be, like in the beginning when Andor kills that guy who um, gave him information. And I remember in the theater being like, oh, wow, that adds some depth to the rebellion. I don't know if I like it, but then I was like, no, I love it. But <laughs> I remember others expressing like, no, the rebellion is supposed to stand for good and be like anti this and that and this and that. I'm like, 
I see what you're saying. It may not be classical Star Wars in that sense, but it adds so much dimension to the story and it adds that layer thematically of don't become what you're fighting. And then they tie it in even further with Luthen's monologue about what he's sacrificing and yes. how he's becoming the evil to stop the evil so other people don't have to. Like, I just thought that was genius. So the show overall, from that, <clears throat> it is some of the best Star Wars ever made, hands down. Yep, yep. Particularly from a production standpoint, I think it is the best, probably the best shot and written Star Wars ever. Honestly, I'm comfortable saying that, the cinematography and everything. The maturity on display, um, the, the visual effects, um, just the acting, Um amazing and thematically i remember michael talking to you after the uh season one finale and you find out the stuff that they've been building in the prison spoiler alert spoiler alert i think we've already talked about that but yeah we already said spoilers okay the things that they've been building the prison is it's it's going toward the death star they're building the death star for them Mm -hmm. which one from a world building perspective i love that it's like oh they're using slaves to build it because everybody not brilliant Certain fans that I've been around are like, how could they ever build something like the Death Star? That makes no sense. And I'm like, one, don't ask those questions. But two, now we know. Like, it's, it's cool. It's cool when someone does answer one of those questions yeah. that are – it's a silly but, question to have. But, yeah. I didn't need to know that, but I like that I know that. Totally. And so – but we, we were talking, and I sent you a text, and I said, thematically, that after credit scene is so much more than you think because Andor – helped build the Death Star as a non-committed rebel and then helps destroy the Death Star as a committed rebel. But also the thing is the thing that he helped build and destroy also destroys him and he helps build it. And I'm like, the tragic irony of that is is beautiful. Um so so good man. There's so much richness and like when the show stepped it up for the action, it took your breath away. Like I think particularly the one that Haley and I remember, my wife, um, was when Luthen does that dogfight in space, when the Empire tries to stop him from going. I'm like, out of nowhere, that scene was just incredible, right? Yeah. So good. And I'm also like, why have we never seen that ship again in Star Wars? Space laser swords? <laughs> I need it again. And why is that not a Jedi weapon? Like, <laughs> If they ever do like another Jedi movie in the future... That should absolutely be a, like a force sensitive ship because they could do amazing things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, needless to say, I love the show. It's probably not my favorite because, unfortunately, I do think it has pretty severe pacing issues. And Michael used to make fun of me for having that complaint a lot. But, andor, and, and I want to make a point too. Just yesterday, I was at church and two guys, they, they love to ask me like what I think about shows and stuff. And they're like, Did you ever watch Andor? And I was like, Oh, I loved it. What did you guys think? And they were like, it was good. It was really slow, though. It took a long time to get going. And I was like, you guys are like the 10th person to tell me that. Like, it, it, anytime I ask like a very casual fan yep. of Star Wars, like, what did you think? Oh, it was slow. And I don't think that, like, why do they think that? So I, re- I really wanted to think about it, other than the fact of like, oh, the first three episodes obviously were like, they felt like a movie trimmed up into three segments. And, Michael, I think we've talked about this before. I kind of wish Disney Plus wasn't scared of showing, like, long pilots outside of The Bad Batch. The Bad Batch had a 75-minute first episode. The last yeah, of I, I agree with you out here. 
The Last of Us, which premiered last week, had an 80-minute pilot, and it was all the better for it. If it had just ended at the 40-minute mark, people would have said the same thing about Andor. Because it's it's very slow at the beginning, to me, on that one in a good way, but I'm a huge fan of the game as well. But <clears throat> those first three dragged. And, like, they – not the third one so much. But I, they released them all at once for that reason because I think people knew. Yeah. So, so if you're going to do that anyway – why not just make it one episode? Yeah, because I agree with if, you. If that, if that had been trimmed a little bit and released as, as like a 75-minute one, I think people would have felt differently. But I also feel like it's not the only arc that does that. I personally think that instead of being 12 episodes, the show could have been like nine episodes. Specifically, Ooh, I totally disagree. Oh, my goodness. Specifically, but I'm not saying remove content. I'm saying condense a little bit and just have longer, longer episodes because – and I know you'll disagree with this because of what we said about the first arc, but also in the uh, Aldani arc and the prison arc, there's always one episode where it's, it's not that nothing happens. It's character development. It's world building, but there is so much of it and nothing else. I can see why people are like, Oh, I'll just wait three episodes and been to There's no need to watch a week to week. And if people feel that way, constantly your general audience feels that way. General audiences can be wrong, but I'm just saying like, I think there is a pacing problem there. So had they condensed and made them a little bit longer or found a way to structure the show differently, I think it would have been received better in that regard. But that being said, I think it is a testament to the quality of the show that with as slow as a lot of people found it, it still got the raving reviews that it did because of yeah. the strength of its storytelling. Um, that, that's just kind of my my biggest thing is I think they could have shortened it to nine episodes and really condensed some of those into two. Like those ones that took three episodes could have been done at two, which ironically was always a problem with Clone Wars. Clone Wars always took four episodes with what they could have done in three. I agree with you on the Clone Wars. Yeah. 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 But I'm also not mad at it because the show still took its time to do what it wanted. It was just a little indulgent in that regard, in my opinion. Yeah. And and I, I think for me, I'm, I love so much that we finally got this show. And and again, I don't want to ever like when I'm praising something, I don't want to take away from other things. But it, on one hand, it, the right I love that the writers had for me personally, I love that the writers did have they had the res, they had respect for like not they had a they did not talk down to the audience. They did not they 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 assumed the audience that was watching was smart. And could and could and and they trusted them to follow the breadcrumbs because they weren't just exposition like dumping everything, you know, because a lot mm-hmm. of Star Wars, as much as I love it, does, <laughs> you know, they they exposition dump a lot of stuff, whether it's in and they find great creative ways to do it in a rebellion conference room or, you know, they have all sorts of ways to do it. And that's great. But this did not really do that. This was just Every arc was a slow it, – it, they were they were slow burn arcs. Yeah. But I love that so much because every time we got to the end of an arc, it felt so satisfying. And I don't think it would have felt as satisfying had it had we not had the buildup we had. And so that's – for me, the Eye of Aldani, we needed all of those conversations that were happening in those fields. And like we needed all of that. We needed – all, and I know you didn't take away anything of the character development and all that, but like, think about how much we grew to love Nemec and, um, and like how heartbreaking it was when he died at the end of that arc. And yeah. like, uh, it, like, and, and eventually how effective 
his words would be to Cassian, you know, yeah. like so powerful. And I don't think it would have felt as powerful had we cut those short, you know. And, you know, it's like and if you really press me on this opinion, you're like, well, what would you cut out? I, I can't answer that. I, I can yeah. answer that on the first three. I think there's a lot of scenes that could have been cut that are there for like, I see what they're doing. But like with the other two arcs, not as much. But it's one of those things where like the if you guys ever watched the TV show Sherlock, it's like four seasons. There's always three episodes and they're all 90 minutes. Like, minimum. yeah. And I think this show would have benefited from that format. That could have been cool. Honestly, it was already movie quality. So imagine if you like got on every week and it was now it's, I do want to know after the prison arc, I didn't feel that way again. I didn't feel like the pacing was off at all. And, and, but I also agree with you. I remember telling Haley, like this show is slow because she would kind of complain about it too. And then we get to like the third episode in the arc and we're like, Oh gosh, that was worth it. But it, it, it's sometimes I th- it, it's the editing. It's not so much the editing within the episode itself as it is the structure of the show. But yeah. that being said, at this point, I'm so glad we have it and rather we didn't. But it does lead into a concern I have for season two. And I'm going to go ahead and go into this because I can't stay too much longer. Okay. But, um, for season two, like season one, it's covered one year, right? They, they've been pretty open about that. And season two is going to cover four years, I believe yep. it is. Yep. Each arc is going to be a year. Yeah. I'm concerned that they were so deliberate about the slow burn pacing of the first season that the second season, I'm worried they're going to try to cover too much ground in three episodes. So I kind of wish it was either parsed out a little bit further or they had really taken advantage of those 12 episodes and like done like bigger episodes and then like made the 12 cover more time. Um, I had a friend text me. He just watched it. He just finished it. He's like, really? That's where they ended it? And I'm like, come on, man. They're showing like how he got to where he's so committed in Rogue One, right? Like you, yeah. you got it. Like it's there 100%. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm also like, they got a lot more ground to cover. Yeah. We'll I think for, I think for me, and, and this is honestly my, my, I understand 100% what you're saying. That that makes a ton of sense. And honestly, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have somewhat the same concern. My thing is the writers, the 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 fact that from the beginning we have seen this this is, was their clear plan. They're going to do this season in one year and then the next season in four years and seeing the execution of this season. I guess at this point they've just earned my trust. You know what I mean? Like at this point, they did something I, I did not think that I could care that much about these characters that I had never met before. And and there are several of them in three episode arcs that we got to know. And it was only for those arcs. And I miss them. Like I actively – I miss Kino Loy. I miss Nemec. I miss uh, – well, I miss all the minor characters that we did maybe see more on Ferrix. Like I they did so much there in, in this show. And they showed so much about how – by the way, I don't even think I mentioned earlier how about how bad the Empire really is. Like how yeah. deeply horrible they really, really are in the inner workings of the ISB. And I, so all the, good, it's so, so the good. the the intricate, detailed way that they went about season one. I guess it, I just trust them. You know, I, these are these the writers that they have for this show are the some of the best writers slash showrunners in television mm-hmm. yep and so i don't know i just trust them to be honest with you at this point so i i get it though and I'm that's very, fair yeah. and i think because too we know it's gonna 
Gilroy has said like it's going to come out and lead right into Rogue One. Yeah. I also I also wish we could get more seasons or a spinoff about the other characters from Rogue One we don't know as much. Like one complaint that I don't necessarily have about Rogue One, but I've heard it said a lot, is that we don't get to know the characters enough for the sacrifice to hit as hard as that it should. I disagree, yeah. but I see what they're saying. Totally. So, like, imagine if they get Donnie in and uh, what's his name to show up and they get, like, a background. Or if, what's the pilot's see, name? The pilot, the defective Bodie. pilot. Bodie. I love him. I hope yeah. he's, I would love to see him in season two. Yeah. And, like, awesome. and I think they could do it in a way to where, like, this show proved it may be called Andor, which I, I feel like they could have called it. Honestly, if Rebels didn't exist, they could have called it Rebels. They could, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like it didn't need to be called Andor, and actually, that really made Star Trek fans mad because Andor is a very popular planet in Star Trek, and the Andorians <laughs> are a race, and they were like, "Really, what the heck?" <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I think there is room. It's just and the show Trek. has proven they can cut to multiple storylines with characters that don't intersect. <clears throat> so they could yeah. they could bring in those other characters to give them more background to make Rogue One hit. It could be harder. cool. Because this was a show that when it when they announced it, I was like, "Oh, cool! I don't need this." But now I'm like, "Oh, I want more." And yeah. they have there's so much they can flesh out, not just for Rogue One, but for that time in general. I'm excited to see what they do because I want to know where. Uh, oh gosh, what's his name? The really obsessed guy from the show. Um, oh my gosh! Oh oh, stagecraft uh, clinger. Yeah. Oh my. The guy who gosh. I kept telling y'all looks like Josh. <laughs> He reminds me of Josh so much. Every uh, time we would like pause it because Samuel was doing something crazy or whatever, my son, uh, I would say Josh Mesker and Haley would bust out <laughs> laughing every time. And uh, I, I totally mean that as a compliment because I thought his character was well, fascinating. Cyril. Cyril. That's right. So, yeah. um, Cyril eats my, cereal. That was the joke. He, he's always eating just, cereal. My sister, who I'm like blanking on the actress's name and the character name. Oh, cousin. Cousin, yeah. Cousin, yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll go look. I love her. Um, I love her too. Love her. She was wonderful in Game of Thrones. Uh, but Jonathan yes, she was. was like, kept saying, "Vel, is that the girl Bradley Cooper?" <laughs> he was like, "It's Bradley Cooper. It looks just like Bradley Cooper. Does Bradley Cooper have a daughter?" And I like just being funny, and I was just like, "You know what? It kind of, she kind of." kind of resemble bradley cooper a little bit i don't see that but that's funny though <laughs> just watch just you just have i had no to, idea like, her name was Faye. <laughs> once you see it you can't unsee it i'll just say that yeah was that the which girl was that on the show uh she was introduced in the aldani arc the and blonde? she yeah the blonde yeah vel so Bell. one of the third party vendors my com the company i work for works with there's a girl who's always on that call that we have with them. And my coworkers and I were always like, she looks just like this girl from Andor. Like they, they could be twins. That doesn't matter to this. That's her. But it, it I know just, what I, what I just said didn't like really her. matter either, but I just thought <laughs> it's fun. Jonathan would be like, Oh, there, look, there's Bradley Cooper. I'm like, <laughs> and guys, guys, I hate to cut this short on my end, but I do have to run. I got to uh -oh. put my son to bed. He's having a hard time. But uh, this has been so much fun just to be back. And, uh, you know, I, I love being able to come on and hang out with you guys and being able to prove Michael wrong and that I'm always of the better opinion. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I love you guys. And, uh, Michael, you know, I'm just playing with you. Um, just get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Give Samuel a big note, hug for us all. But seriously, it's been great to be back. Michael, thanks for putting this together. Dude, thank you for coming. I'm glad we got an hour out of you. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, me too. I had fun. It was, it, was it flew by, didn't it? <laughs> it always does, honestly. Yeah. That's why and we have three hour next, episodes. We'll see you next time. Oh, really quick, really quick. Jack says, Good to see you, Curry. And yes, you're right more than Michael. Oh, let's take that Vindication. off. Vindication. <laughs> go, go. And on that note, Stella. remember, always look for the good. See you, man. Peace. All right, now let's get down to brass tacks. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, guys, it's just us three, I guess. Um, thank you, Curry, for joining us for so for I, I didn't know we'd get an hour out of him, actually. So that's that's great. Um, yeah. but um okay, so do y'all have any more thoughts on Andor before we can change the subject and talk about other Star Wars things? But we didn't talk yes. about Bix. I love I love Bix. I love Bix. Oh my gosh. I almost couldn't even watch when she was getting tortured. It just made me so sad. That oh. scene was so intense. And, and, and it made me think about how awesome Leia is, is that they did the same thing to her and they couldn't get anything out of her. <laughs> it was, But it wasn't the same. It was a probe droid. Because Leia has or, a uh, Not a probe power. droid. It was a, it was a, uh, it, it was the kind of droid that, the, that, that, <laughs> I don't know what it's called. What's it called, Drew? You're the lore guy. Who did they do it to? They did it to somebody else, and I was like, oh my god. As far as I know, this was a new thing. Like the way that they chose to torture was a brand new thing. They made him listen to music. Oh yeah. Like like, it's been a while. They made him listen to Florida Georgia Line, and it killed them. (laughs) Oh, it was the screams of like children dying. Yeah, like it, like yeah, same thing. Yeah. It was absolutely terrible, and so yeah, well, I don't know how Leia would have. Somebody else that had the probe thing on something, and it made me think of that. But yes, that whole like I just couldn't, and I was like the whole time I was watching it. Now that I remember, thank you, Drew, my brain, um, that it was the screaming, dying yeah. children. Um, yeah. The fact I was like, please don't play whatever it is she's listening to. Like one, the suspense makes it more terrifying and two yes. i do not want to hear what it is i think they were very wise to to not show us for multiple reasons i think you're absolutely right we don't need to hear that that's we do not need to hear that as people but also it made it worse because our imaginations just are imagining the absolute worst thing ever and and just i i just that episode i, I think that was the that might have been the best single episode um, not because it was fun, but because it was just the the. I remember that episode in particular was super super intense um, on multiple levels, and not just that one. But um, man, so good. Um, yeah, clearly I blocked that out of my memory because it I, like was like so traumatic. Because I was like, oh yeah, it's the same thing. I was wrong. Sorry, my my brain is you know. No, and 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 Jack says Jack says I actually loved that they included that darkness from the Empire. That probably makes me weird. Uh, no, I'm with you. Actually, it makes me weird too. Maybe, but I I I really love that we saw, even though it was a kids show, Rebels did show us some of the darkness of the Empire. Like we saw several times when we would they would go to um, oh crap, I'm blanking on Ezra's planet's name. What's Lothal. the pool? Lothal. Lothal. Thank you, Drew. Um, we we saw several Wait, times. Not the only one I can't remember things. I I I when we're on the spot, I always forget things. <laughs> um, yeah, you're the. I'm really glad you're here. Um, so but yeah, we saw several times. We saw you know the empire would like would like 
arrest these people who just weren't going to who weren't complying with their new you know guidelines and their new rules that they were put into place and um, they would arrest and just burn down farms and like all this stuff and and we saw that in rebels but it was still like you know as as much as i love rebels at times it's not as serious you don't feel the weight quite as much and in this show i feel like i think in this show the there is you know before this show i felt like you had some people even though they're way wrong you had some people being like yeah but the empire's got a point like i mean you know the empire the empire's right kind of like those weirdos that think thanos was right and um but like with this show it just makes it extremely abundantly clear no 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 the empire is truly evil like and there's no way around it <laughs> there is no way around it and you have to come face to face with it and we see all these different people groups having to deal with it and and see we actually see the inside the inner workings of it and i love i think some of my favorite scenes too were some of it's it, the dog is my dog <laughs> what's the dog doing yeah that the dog that you hear is my dog um She's like, uh, but, excuse me. I yeah. want to pay attention to me. Yeah, I know. It you'll be fine. Um <laughs> anyway, I think some of my favorite scenes were just like weirdly, were like the conference room scenes where we would just see these these ISB agents talking to each other. And I found I found it we never saw that before. It was just super fascinating. I mean, we I guess we saw it a little bit in a new hope, you know, but um but those were more the higher ranking officers, I feel like. So I, I, I just loved seeing all the stuff we've never seen. And then even like the weird little stuff they threw in, like blue space noodles and blue, you know, they threw in blue milk anywhere they could and cereal. And like, like I just this this stuff that we never would have thought in Star Wars. And and here it is. And so you might get yeah. it on the, the space cruiser on Disney. Oh, I bet you could. Yeah blue noodles mm -hmm. i know you can get a blue milk thing i've heard but oh yeah there's a blue and a green milk that's yeah. like on batu but i haven't done the hmm. the ship thing but i want to like goals um, i've still not been to the to disney ever I so batu, so that's so good i will I still one day. think that we all need to do like a group trip with like everybody <laughs> it's so fun it'd be so fun to go into the into the galaxy's edge, all of us would be so fun. Y'all, I cried when I saw the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I probably would too. And Kendall would be like, I don't know scenes. him. <laughs> what? I want to go behind the scenes. I want to see how the things work. <laughs> Drew is too Drew has too much experience in the field of fairs and and carnivals and and just theme parks i guess you you don't even care about the front you care about the behind I, mean, I do i do i do but i want to see the backs when i'm before I'm, you would yeah, love you know. rise of resistance it's like such a cool ride <sighs> yes and the one fact day. that it's like trackless and stuff is just like one day crazy you know what was cool about andor it showed two what's the most pc way to put this it showed two booty calls. It, it did. Yeah. Well, that was new it, for Star Wars. Well, that and Jonathan I mean, it, pointed that out. He goes, "Can they do this in Star Wars?" I was like, "Well, yes, they can." I, mean... <laughs> I just what? saw that. I was like, "I was like, 
wow, I didn't think that's the end stars. How entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. There's the, the first episode we see. Yeah. We It starts right away in a, like, uh, I mean, basically a, a strip club, a brothel. Yeah, it was it was a brothel. And uh, it starts right there. And I'm like, oh, all right. So this shows that's what this show is going to be. And and then, yeah, it, it might have been the end of that episode at the very next episode. But, yeah, yeah. It, we saw. Yeah, that, uh, I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah they, the ladies, man. Well, I appreciated that they I appreciated that they I didn't felt they didn't go too far with that stuff. I feel like no, going too gross. far. I feel like going too far in gross. Star Wars. <laughs> well, I feel like going like Game of Thrones in in Star Wars in that department like, would be a a terrible mistake. It, yeah, it, it would not be good for the brand in any way. Plus, Disney would never ever do it. But um, but I I think just in general, even if Disney didn't own Star Wars, I still feel like it would be so off brand and so weird it would be quite jarring and so i think they did just enough to show hey this happens and but also at the same time this is not offensive <laughs> anyway <laughs> you know so but i i appreciated it um it it, it kind of added to the world in a way like especially starting starting in that seedy part of town you know at the beginning of that episode that would look like blade runner it kind of fit that yes. they were that he was looking for his sister or whatever and all that stuff. It was. It kind of fit where those where those uh those kind of crooked cr- cops were hanging out too. You know, like it kind yeah. of fit the even the story. So it ne- it so never Blade felt Runner, like it, you're right. Yeah, and and yet full transparency. I've only seen part of Blade Runner, but it definitely looked like what I saw. <laughs> um, I need to watch that whole movie, but I, I know that's. I can't believe I haven't seen all of it. But anyway, um. Yeah. So, any other Andor thoughts? I think I've covered a lot of mine. I I love there. I could go on and on about like individual characters that I love. I think there are so many that it did a great job with. Can Jess, I'm glad you brought up Vic. What? Can I bop off a few of the Easter eggs from? Oh, from do it. Shop. Do it. Jessica Go for brought it. them up for me. Yeah. Padme's little headdress. Yeah, Padme's on? little headdress. Yep. Yep. And uh, there's a few other that are like kind of right behind that you can see, um, but there was a a breastplate and shoulder pauldrons from Mandalorian armor. Yep. A, a Jedi Temple uh, helmet, like one of the Jedi Temple guards. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um, the Senkara stones from Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom were back there <laughs> because, um, you know, Lucas uh, likes to you know put some stuff from his uh, from Indiana Jones and Star Wars and vice versa in Star Wars and Indiana. Was Jones. the whip in there too? I think so. This list I'm looking at right here um, doesn't show the whip, but I do believe I saw it. And this list only has 10 of them. There was way more. Like, even way when more. I'm looking in the background of some of these pictures, um, like, it doesn't mention uh, there's a breathing mask just like uh, Jedi Master Plo Koon wore. Mm. And, I think there's a um, piece of that wall from... Uh, there's a piece of a wall that shows, like, the father... A world between worlds. Yeah. Yes, it's on there. There's a Sith holocron and a jedi holocron as well um star killers helmet from force unleashed yeah go ahead jess so again so the reason why my mind is so scrambled is i've been kind of watching re-watching rebels and the bad batch all kind of at the same time and have not re-watched andor and so i'm kind of like um but where in the time i can't remember and i don't know if i googled this but like where in the timeline 
is like Rebels versus Andor? That's a good question. Like, is um, it at the same time? Is it like, is this happening before? Because if it's before, then they haven't gone to that temple yet. So that wall is from somewhere else. I think it's before. I think it's before. It's it's got to be before Rebels because because um because Mon Mothma hadn't uh yeah because Mon Mothma hadn't um Mon Mothma was still laying low right. And she hasn't worn toga yet. <laughs> that too. So, but but in in Rebels, Mon Mothma Mon Mothma literally Easter tells what is because. That means that that temple hadn't been destroyed yet for them to have a piece of that wall. Yeah. It's from somewhere else. That is true. Hmm. So there's and more I believe, than one entrance. Or I believe in Rebels. <laughs> and in Rebels, um, Hera's uh, family heirloom that they recapture from Thrawn. It was in Luthen Shop as well, or one that just looked very, very similar to but that? a lot of Calicuri, Calicuri, Calicuri. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the families had it, so it could have been a different from a could, different, yeah, it could have been anyone, I lost, suppose. Yeah, and, yeah. But that's but interesting. Lost. That wall thing, it, that wall thing is interesting though, because if this is timed and it wasn't like an accident, mm-hmm. that's very intentional and interesting. Okay. Could be that. That's a good catch, Jess. I never really thought about that. I didn't that either. Is very it good. Um. So, fun fact. Fun fact. Um. We actually watched an episode of Andor together. Yeah, we did. So me and my wife Holly and Jessica Holly, and Jonathan. Yeah. Did y'all really? In, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they were in um this area of Arkansas and um for a fair, and we got to see them tonight. For during that yeah. week. and one of them, Jonathan cooked at our house, and we watched an episode, and it was jealous. <laughs> jealous. We had a we had a really good time, and I played with the puppies and got a tour mm-hmm. of their house. And Jonathan made me some pot roast to take home and cheeseburgers. I, I was so. gonna say, here's the real question: How was the food? Oh, it was <laughs> bonk bonkers. And then <laughs> the, before then, like a few nights before that, went and ate at, at a Vietnamese restaurant together, and it was so good. Ooh, like I went there like twice actually. It's so I went there good. again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so good. I went twice. It was awesome. I want to get back up to Bentonville sometime. Wow. I miss the food. That's all. <laughs> That's it. My brother lives there, and I'm like, I just want the food. <laughs> oh, Ben, you can visit Ben. I can. I, I have. I actually have more reasons to go up there now. We just haven't had the time. But yeah. Uh, great food up there. That's so cool that y'all got to watch an episode together. How crazy. I don't remember which fun. one it was, though. Which one was it? Uh, was it uh, that's a good question. I don't know why I just growled like that, but um, <laughs> I feel uh, I really don't remember. It just did it again. I, I feel like it was like the third or no, it wasn't the third episode. No. Maybe fifth? They released the first three at the same time. So, mm-hmm. Oh, they did. It wasn't that then. It might have been like the fifth or sixth or something like that. It might, I think it was yeah. one of the prison episodes, actually. It was good. So that would have been later, like eight or nine or ten. It was oh, man, good. that's awesome. That's how fun. Yeah. We what we, You know what we should do sometime? 
and this this has you know anyone listening i'm sorry this is boring but what we should do next time like with the mandalorian we should definitely do a disney plus uh party thing and we should all watch some of the episodes together that way i can pause it and tell you about easter eggs (laughs) that's that'd be so fun but yeah anyway um okay so (laughs) thanks jack (laughs) Not bored. (laughs) Number one fan. Not bored. Um, Okay, so we've talked Andor quite a while, and we could Mm -hmm. talk more. But also, we have a lot of other things going on in Star Wars. The Bad Batch is currently on. I know Drew and I are the only ones actually caught up with it. Jess has not gotten the chance to watch yet. I love the Bad Batch so much. I do too. I love it so much. So if there's other things we want to talk about, we can talk about them first and then yeah. I can peace out and y'all can go into Bad Batch. Yeah. Two. So let's do that. So let's talk about let's talk about well, we could talk about I would like to hear what Jess has been watching with the the uh you've been watching Rebels and the Bad Batch. I'd like to hear if you have any new thoughts on what you've been watching. But also we need to talk about the Mandalorian season three. It's coming out soon, and the trailer released like a week ago, and it's uh, yeah. So, any l- let's talk about. I guess let's talk about the Mandalorian and all that stuff going on, and then we'll talk about some of the other stuff later. How's that? Yes. Okay. So this trailer dropped, and I'm like on ultimate i'm like super hyped for the show i've been excited for it but i'm 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 extremely stoked for the show it caused me to today i restart i started um my official rewatch of the entire series including i'm going to also do the book of boba fett again um and yes. so i'm rewatching all of it before march 1st and uh only watch the ah look at that you got the poster the poster up. jessica got me <laughs> Mine is damaged. Swiped some extras on my my poster was damaged when you gave it to me. Unfortunately, (laughs) you picked. I was like, okay, who cares the most about this show? Because one of them. Well, clear that was clearly Drew. I couldn't take the good (laughs) poster. I couldn't take the in good shape poster. (laughs) So I think you took a one for the team, and I don't even. I didn't even take one. I gave them all to you guys. Yeah, I definitely did. Team players. It's okay. It's okay. And I just. But unfortunately, I can't put it on my wall. I'm glad I have one. I still have it. It's in a drawer over here. Um, Could you mat it, like, mat around? Because it's like a tear in one of the corners. Maybe, but it's more like there's part of the picture that's, like, torn off. Like, like it it looks like it got stuck to something. You know what I mean? It got stuck to the back of mine. That's what happened. It got stuck (laughs) in a report from the right now. Yeah, it's tore it's tore some of it off. So yeah, that's the that's the only that's the main problem. Um, if someone a rip is, has an whatever. extra poster for it, we can give it to Michael. It's fine. It's fine. Because I'm clearly the worst for digging through the me- <laughs> the theater stuff to find. Nah. <laughs> nah. But anyway, I am really excited. I, I started my rewatch. I watched the first episode today, and I love that episode. I think that episode, I think the very first Mando episode, has grown on me a lot since it first came out. And I liked it a lot when it first came out. But Dave Filoni, that was his first directing in live action. And in general, you can tell that it's his first episode at times. But at times, I also feel like it's just really solid. Like, even the action stuff... I, 
I think it's super underrated what they did with the, um, and I'm sure he had John Favreau's help behind the scenes. John Favreau is probably a partial ghost director on this episode, but, but, um, the action with IG 11 and Din Jarn at the end of the episode is incredible. Like it's so cool. And, um, and I, and I think it just does a great job of introducing the world and introducing these characters. And, and then it leaves us hanging with baby Yoda at the end. It, it does everything a first episode episode should do. And so I love, I love that episode and I'm excited to go and rewatch all the rest of it. But, um, yeah, this, this, this trailer got me really, really, really hyped for this next season. I really don't know what we're in store for. I know there's a lot of leaks going around. I haven't read any of them. I hate no. leaks. But I know there's a lot of talk about... The L word. Lesbians? <laughs> Ligma? Where did that even come from, Michael? I'm saying leaks. That's... <laughs> Is that not that's what the the show is no, anyway? We, <laughs> oh yeah, there is a show. There's a show, right? Okay, yeah. So I don't want to get canceled. Um <laughs> I'm self-employed, you can't cancel me. <laughs> but yeah, uh cancel our podcast though, don't do that. Oh my gosh, you guys. No. Um no, but uh the yeah, anyway, the I know there's leaks going around or whatever, and I know I, I think they're from what I understand, they they may be leaning more into the the you know heading more into it. We got some hints of some cloning with you know Snoke leading up to how Snoke was created and all that stuff, um, and all that. So like sequel trilogy connections and all that. I'm 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 good with that. I'm obviously really happy when the sequel trilogy <laughs> gets affirmed. I Here's my only thing, okay? I really cannot overstate how stupid I think the cloning of Luke's hand thing from the comics is. And I have not read the full comics, but I know that I've read that part of it. And I think it's I think it's uninteresting and I think it's stupid. <laughs> and I really, really hope they do not lean into that too much i really hope not i really 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 hope not and i they keep it to grogu and you know they can do other stuff too it's my only hope help me (laughs) john favreau and dave filoni you're my only hopes please do not lean too far into that because i think that is super lame in my opinion um i think star wars cloning stuff is cool sometimes and i think it's super lame sometimes so i really hope that it's not the lame kind that they go into um but that's that's my only concern. I, I I find it's hit and miss when you deal with cloning stuff. Sometimes it feels really rich and and and, and it adds ton a ton to the lore. Like all of the cloning stuff in the prequels, I found super fantastic, and um, I love the Camino stuff. I love how they dealt with it in the Bad Batch. All that stuff is so good. And then there's stuff like I made Snoke and and. <laughs> Uh, the whole setup in rise of skywalker and then there's the hand thing that i read about and then i know there's some other stuff i've read about from the eu that i also thought was dumb but uh we don't have to get into all of that i think that i think that it's hit and miss and i think it deal i think it can either be super cool and rich or it can be um like kind of just cheap sci-fi feeling to me and it does the way there reaches a certain point with the cloning stuff it doesn't quite feel 
like Star Wars to me, but I'm I'm open and I want to love all of it. So that would be my only thing. If they're going to lean into this cloning stuff, I hope they do it well. And I do at the end of the day, I do trust Dave Filoni and John Favreau. So I, I I do. So I think that'd be my one concern. But in general, I'm really excited to go back to Mandalore and see the Mandalorians there and um, and see what all that has to do with for Din's his character arc. I think that's going to be super interesting. Um, I do think I think okay. I had there's one other concern, and I guess it's not a concern that I can really. Uh, I guess it's already just kind of happened. Um, they're back together already, and I, I think Din and Grogu they're back together already after that super emotional finale in season two, um, and they're back together from another show. <laughs> so, so I think that kind of takes the wind out of some of some really potential emotional storytelling for me. Um, so I kind of wish they would have drugged that out through the season a little further, but, um, but yeah, overall, I, I'm really excited. And I know I just shared a couple of concerns, but I'm really excited for the show. I'm really excited to have a lot of fun with it, but I'm also that I would be lying if I didn't, if I said, I didn't have a couple of little concerns about it. What do y'all think? Am I crazy or, or what? Well, don't say that. Don't answer that. I mean, (laughs) I think it's normal for everyone to have concerns about something, especially when, if you feel passionate about something one way or the other, um, especially when it's like a project and something that you really, yeah, like you really love. Um, I, I just think that ending with Luke concerns, I think there's a difference between having concerns and jumping to assumptions and criticizing your assumptions and just putting that out on blast. Agree. Like, and I'm not doing that. No. Yeah, I totally agree. I just found the end of that season of first of all, season two of the Mandalorian period was just so good. (laughs) And the build up to what we eventually got with Luke at the end and and Grogu choosing to go with Luke and what that and then seeing Din take his helmet off like that. That all meant so much, even if it's some of it was subtle. It was so powerful. Um, It was such a powerful ending. Oh, bye, Jess. (laughs) Uh it was such a powerful ending to that season, and and then I, I'm concerned that they got back together so quickly. And it also is weird that it happened in the book of Boba Fett instead of the Mandalorian. I actually think for the general public, I wonder how many people are going to be confused <laughs> because I don't think everyone watched the book of Boba Fett. Um, and they and missed out. They, they <laughs> And some people think they really missed out. <laughs> Hey, I actually, I actually do like the book of Boba Fett. It's not my favorite, but I like. I, I liked, know you do. I liked it. I really did. Hey, Jess, you're back. I'm <laughs> and never you know, using our... my phone again. <laughs> this is you know horrible. Our... Uh, but you know uh, from our conversations, that that was like my only concern or complaint after the book of Boba Fett was over was that that was like, oh, that was a little, that was a little quick, but it know, was yeah. super quick. But super but. Quick. <laughs> Here's the thing. The, 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 those two episodes, though, were so good. I just yeah. wish they were in The Mandalorian, you know? Yes. Like, they should have just been in The Mandalorian, and it, I don't know. It, it just felt like they they wasted a little bit of emotional storytelling opportunity to deal with stuff on both both of their character, both of those characters separately. I think it could have been really cool. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Ultimately, I'm happy they're... I, you know, as soon as they show them together again, I'm going to be like, 
Oh, like I'm going to be really happy, but you know, I do feel like it's really weird that they show that on a different show. Um, so weird. I don't know. So like, I don't know. I, I really did enjoy the book of Boba Fett, but it did seem like, like almost two separate things. I don't know. Like, yeah. um, it was fun and it was great. And I know we've already like talked about all of it, but like now that the Mandalorian... listen to our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But now that season three of the Mandalorian's coming out, even though like it was exciting to get some of that story then I kind of wished that it had been now. Because like and they might go over some of it again in this. I don't know, but I I'm hate sure that they... we didn't get Ahsoka meeting Luke and like those conversations and I bet we'll still get that. We'll we'll get that sometime. It might be the Ahsoka show, but still, I just, I just, I don't know. That's not, that's just not how I, as a huge Ahsoka fan, wanted to see her first interaction with Luke. Like, that left me a little empty. Like, it seemed a little empty. Like, that should have been such a huge, like, emotional thing. And to skip that section just seemed an odd choice. Again, I, I agree. I definitely agree for the most part. I do think that they're going to do it, though. I, I, I think that they're going to. The, there's no way Dave Filoni is passing up the opportunity to have her talk about, to have Luke tell Ahsoka that Anakin came back to the light at the end. There's no way well, that, that Dave Filoni's her- not. Yeah, I want to hear her tell him stories of like Obi Wan. Oh yeah, and like, yeah, all oh stuff. yeah, yeah. It will be, and I guarantee you, it's going to happen. I can guarantee you. But you're right; it was weird that we skipped ahead, and we're going to tell it non-linear. You know, Jack did the, say, "Sorry, Drew, really ahead, quick." Nate. Jack no, did ahead, say, Nate. "We had meant Drew and I had mentioned while you were off, Jess, that, it, that I think." that some of the general audience is probably going to be confused because they probably not everybody watched the book of Boba Fett. And so they're going to be like, wait, they're back together. And so Jack said, he feels like they're going to reconnect all that in the beginning or connect all that in the beginning of the season. They have to, they have to do, they have to do some sort of, uh, whether it's like some sort of a, uh, a recap thing at the beginning to get people caught up because there, there's no way that, that, they're just going to start, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just have a hard time believing that there's so many people. I guarantee you that didn't watch like just general audience that aren't nerds like us. Um, and then Jack says, I think Ahsoka and Luke had a much deeper story when they connect. I feel like we will all get, we'll get all of that in the show, but I, all, uh, but all I want, Oh, but, uh, but all I want, I want. It's I want to find Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah, I think. He yeah. Just, Sorry, yeah. Jack. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's gonna be awesome too. The the whole Thrawn of it all. I think that's coming. It, it like it feels kind of like he might be the Thanos that they're like this this pocket of Star Wars that we're doing the Thanos of that you know connected television universe, which could be really cool. Because because are we uh, gonna get some yeah. Ian McDermott? Some Ian McDermott. <laughs> It is possible. We will be it. watching with great interest. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Am I right? I think I mean, that... he's just 
fantastic. Let's be real. Like all of, of course his interviews, he is. like all this stuff, like that man is just, he plays for the evilest characters ever, but he's just solid. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. He loves playing the character too. Drew, he's did you have something you wanted actor. to say a minute ago? You, you And I cut you off. No, it's it's fine. Um, it always gets that way on the online thing. So I just yeah. try not to forget what I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> I'm like this in person, though. though you know that. Um, with the Ahsoka and Luke, I do know. I I can't imagine how Jessica feels as like one of the biggest Ahsoka fans I know to be like, oh, that can't be the first time they've met. I want to know more of them. Okay, yeah. so I co- I correctly predicted. Qui-Gon's involvement in the Kenobi TV series. If you go back and watch our live stream or listen to the episode, mm-hmm. I hand and foot whatever perfectly predicted that he would attempt to contact Qui-Gon the whole show and fail, and he would literally show up like a ride at the end. I correctly predicted that, so I'm going with another prediction here. In the Ahsoka show, it might not be every episode, but we're going to have a flashback of Ahsoka. She's going to be like meditating in the current time. It's going to be like Boba with the back to tanks. And she's going to be reflecting on conversations she's had with Luke and different mm-hmm. stuff they had, including Anakin, the first time. Or is Anakin, Hayden yes. going to be in it? We hope so. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but like by Lucasfilm, but they don't confirm how, much. <laughs> also, would that be if she's like, she's meditating, uh, like maybe on the ghost possibly, and she's having flashbacks like the first time she encountered Luke or did this or that and we maybe even get to see like a live action adaptation of something that happened with her in rebels or oh my gosh can you imagine if there's a live action snippet of the duel on malachor with hayden as vader oh my gosh i just had that thought and it is awesome (laughs) that was all i had to say (laughs) so i'm just predicting that something like that's gonna happen like with what you were saying drew like that's like, it's not just true for me because of being, like, an Ahsoka fan. But I'm, like, unabashedly... Is that the right word? I don't even yeah. know if that's a word. Yeah, sure. Um, hey, look, my brain worked. Um, <laughs> and An Anakin fan. Like, I sent, especially with the Clone Wars series, like, I just... The character of Anakin Skywalker, to me, is just such a wonderful character. And, like, Darth Vader is like to me like the ultimate villain and like his whole story story arc and his redemption like all of that is just like peak story to me and yeah and so I think that's another reason why I was like sad because like I knew not only and I love Padme and so not only was like this about her meeting Anakin's like son or about Ahsoka but it's also like the fact that this is Anakin's kid and Padme's kid you know she was like a little sister to both of them and so like that to me is why I was like I wanted I wanted to cry and I mean it's not that I didn't cry but like I wanted it to be like that moment of like realizing like who each other is and like i don't know like it just it did make me a little sad that they skipped ahead and did that i agree with you i think think they will too but i i agree with jess i think they i think that is weird and especially because if you look at that episode she didn't need to be there 
not really. You know, like she, the only thing that she did was just guide Luke or guide Din to Luke and Grogu. But she, he, he didn't need that necessarily. Like he could have just walked and found them. I think her in that episode was a little bit like maybe premature uh, or whatever. I don't know. But I mean, I love seeing her always. But I, I, I think I did it. Why? I know why they did it. Why? They were shooting two shows at once. Maybe. What does that have to do with it, though? Well, I mean, you know, they wouldn't get Rosario Dawson and all that get up in costume and have her just to show up for, you know, roughly two minutes or so of the Book of Boba Fett. They were shooting maybe some of the Ahsoka stuff at the same time. And they just have to have this little shared studio time. It could have been a day that Lucas was able to be on set, too. Oh, that would be cool. Could have, could have been, could have been. Hmm. I don't no, no, know. I'm being very, I'm being very, just throwing kind of just like very, just outlandish predictions tonight. But you know, like, I mean, it does make sense from, from a production standpoint. If you are filming stuff and you're gonna have one character there already, and somebody's already in all of that, like it, it does kind of make sense. For but don't throw them in. But but don't throw them in unless it works for the story. And what what was her point in that? But I feel that like story? that's what they did. But I just True. I'm just saying I feel like that's what they did. Like it, maybe I don't know. Mark Hamill is... was there. She got to meet Mark Hamill. You know what I mean? Like this is Drew, know. by the way. Drew Tavares. Sorry, Drew Tavares. What's up, Drew? How's you doing? Hi, Drew. Other Drew. <laughs> Other Drew. <laughs> dude i don't know it might have yeah. been the only time for her and mark hamill to like really i don't know yeah or they really wanted a cameo to... that's yeah. possible just for fun. all of these are not good reasons to come on first <laughs> which mean, is and they're not solid reasons and i still don't love that it, like I, I mean i've already given my like critique of it but i yeah. mean it is what it is so which is yeah. something i just we feel like that for. show could have been so much better I was. agree. I agree. It was such a weird way to tell the story, the structure. Drew, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but it was it was a really weird way to tell the story. Like for me, I and I will stand by this forever. The best episode of the book of Boba Fett was episode two. It was peak, it was the peak of the show being what the show should have been. And <laughs> just <laughs> uh, it was the peak of what the show could have been and should have been the whole time it was the best balance of character telling and action that the show had and it was about boba fett <laughs> like it should have been and the 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 way that they went did they did those first four episodes and then they did the two mando episodes and then boom finale really kind of a bizarre structure and it did it did not really flow to me however i will say when i binged it i i rewatched it and and i i liked i liked it better upon rewatch when i got to just binge it and watch it all the way through but i just i don't know it it just it was a really strange structure to to tell the story with and i did find still that the flashback stuff was by far the most interesting part of the show with the Tuscans. Absolutely. And when we got back to the crime since his, his, him running the crime syndicate or whatever was really boring. I found that really lackluster for me. Yeah, we've I did. Already, we've already had our discussion. I, I, I don't remember it. drew. Let's go. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> I mean, I liked it. I just wish it didn't seem like too, like, but Book of Boba Fett and then like a mini Mandalorian. Yeah. Something. And like by the that. way, two two excellent episodes of The Mandalorian. <laughs> like, really good ones. Like, I really, but, really love them. But they were weirdly in that show. I'm, I'm sure they will. Boba showing up to help reclaim Mandalore and fight the Imperial Remnant. And they're going to have two episodes that are Boba Fett focused in the Mandalorian. <laughs> It'll, gonna, it's, it's accounting. It comes out. I mean, he <laughs> is a Mandalorian, so. No, listen, I don't have a problem with other people showing. After the first episode that it happened, I was like, guys, that happens in television. Or that happens in television. It happens in books. You take a chapter and you go to another character's perspective for a while. It helps you get in their shoes and all that. It's great. And and I was totally behind it for one episode. But when I did it for a second, I was like, okay, but the next one's the finale. This is kind of (laughs) weird. It kind of lost me a little bit. Even though it was amazing, the episode was great. Speaking but. of appearances, do we think, or is it confirmed? I have been trying to stay away from Star Wars news. Um, is it confirmed that we are getting the beam? Yes. Yes. Oh, she's yeah, even. She she's been cast. cast. Yeah. Yeah, she's been cast in everything. Um, do I don't remember who it is. Be in the Mandalorian, or is she going to be? Oh, she's confirmed for Ahsoka. She's confirmed okay. for Ahsoka, but See, I'm I don't. Talking about in the Mandalorian, could are we be going to get Sabine. We might, since she's cast and everything. Uh, but I don't. Her, I don't know. Her name is Natasha Liu Bordizzo. I probably butchered that. Probably she's Bordizzo. From Aust- <laughs> she's from Australia, and I've only watched her in one movie. And I, I would have walked out of this movie. It was on an airplane. It was so horrible. <laughs> what movie no. was it? I don't even remember. I'd have to go look it up. But I was watching Snakes it, on a Plane. I, <laughs> I watched snakes on a plane. On a plane. On a plane. Yeah, no, I, I would have freaked. Out. I would have died. Just yeah, the movie I was watching. It was I, if, if it was on an airplane, on I would have walked out. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, but she's been cast. I don't know if she's going to be in uh, the Mandalorian or not, but saying, she could like, be. That's what I'm curious about. It's conceivable. Not the Ahsoka part, but inconceivable. No. It's um, in, it is conceivable. In the Mandalorian, I wonder if she's going to make it parents. It it definitely makes. Uh, oh, there we go. Drew Drew says, um, Sabine being in Mando season three needs to happen. It wouldn't make much sense if she wasn't. I think. Yeah. I. I th- well, I think you could. I think it would be fine if she wasn't. But I I don't. I do think she could totally be in season three. It would make a lot of sense. So, um, yeah. yeah. I I, I think mean, that, if, if they're. I'm sorry. You go ahead, Michael. I didn't have a really complete thought. I was just going to say, I think it could work. I think she, I think she could totally be. And I mean, and they've done that too. There's precedent for introducing a character like uh, they, they obviously they introduced Ahsoka live action Ahsoka in the Mandalorian for one episode and she's getting a show. And then they introduced Boba Fett and, you know, for one episode or whatever. And so they've done this kind of thing before, even though Sabine's not getting her own show could be cool. She did, but um but yeah, so this has definitely happened. Um, minor note: this is not anything to do with Sabine, but I just remembered something I, I saw in the trailer. I'm really excited that Carson Teva, or Teva, whatever, is coming back. Yeah, um, cool. the pilot, uh, the the New Republic pilot, like cop, <laughs> that uh, the one that's not Dave Filoni. You know, um, Jess, you, I, I'm trying to make sure you remember because you don't look like you remember. Okay, cool. Um, 
<laughs> so sorry in my mind i was just thinking are we getting more bill burr in star wars please his episode <laughs> oh i i really think his episode last season was one of the best episodes period that they've done it was so sorry, that's, where my, mind, that's where my mind went that was like when you were saying that i was like thinking about oh that, so. how good was his episode for real so good, so good. But I'm excited to see Carson Teva. He's he's like a character that has gotten so little screen time, but I love anytime he's on the screen. And he's just one of those little I love that they're like our new Republic cops essentially, and they drive they drive X Wings. <laughs> like I, still I love want to that see a buddy idea. cop Star Wars like super troopers, but in Star Wars. <laughs> so I we don't have to get into this. Um because I agree, Drew this whole situation um but i would love for them to have another um what are they called drop troopers whatever yeah, dark troopers the, no not dark troopers it was like that she should that shall not be named um, oh like yeah drop republic would, drop troopers, would, yeah yes i would love to have another character come into play that had that role in the rebellion because i would love to learn more about that and that side of things so say that again i'm sorry i'm not following i think i just misunderstood you say that again jess i would i would like another person who had that role as a character like another character come in that had that role in the rebellion so we can get more background on oh like Cara Dune like yeah. like she, oh, okay I, I see what you're saying like another mm -hmm. a person who was also a drop trooper instead I got of you. like recasting because they're not gonna do that but like I see what you're saying yeah yeah like yeah, yeah, bring yeah. in another person because I wanted to learn more about that was like interesting to me yeah. the backstory on I agree someone who fought in that way in the rebellion. I agree. I cool. totally I think that'd be awesome. I've always been interested in the Alderaan in Alderaan in general. It's such a it's such an interesting planet in Star Wars to me. And yes. uh I would I always want to have more of that. And it's and so it's tragic. Someone too. who can actually act with that guys. would be great. That would be great this time. <laughs> uh, I, and isn't a butthole. <laughs> as far as just the character and the acting goes, I didn't think she was bad for what we got in the show like as far as serviceable just it was fine it wasn't great but it was fine but she's easily replaceable and easily like you don't have to recast cara dune mm -mm. so i saw someone on twitter they should i saw someone on twitter i don't remember who it was but they said they should just recast uh cara dune as a gamorian guard and and or as a gamorian and they and not say a word about it <laughs> like <laughs> no explanation whatsoever <laughs> I thought that That's was hilarious. Kind of hilarious. We cast with Bill Burr. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cara Dune. <laughs> Get him all like bulked up. That'd be great. From Alderaan. For sons of. For Mando season three and them reclaiming Mandalore. We were talking about the possibility of Sabine showing up yeah. in Mando season three. Why wouldn't Den recruit? I mean, do you think just like random people like? Bill Burr's character, like he was cool. He was, I love him. He's not going to come fight to help reclaim Mandalore. He doesn't care unless he's getting, you know, paid. Probably, Den is going to have to recruit people who have 
an interest in the planet or have history there. So, I mean, it, it makes sense for and like, totally um, makes sense to have Sabine. Yeah. Maybe has, even Ahsoka. Yeah, Bogotan like definitely has like connections to like get her. And she's also Sabine would also be a great yes. person to give him more information on the Darksaber. Yeah. For yes. them information on the Darksaber. Plus, yeah, and plus there's a there is a there's a lot of history and 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 there's there could be a really great emotional uh element to to bring in like I think that there could be a way of making I I predict I, I know I'm not the only one that predicts this but I predict that uh I think that Bo-Katan might be not I'm not going to say villain but she could be an antagonist for Din in this in this series because we have that whole conflict that was kind of set up at the end of season two. Din has the dark saber and she has to win it from him. Like, and she wants to get it. it from me. And so I, I think there could be a conflict there, but I do think that that, I don't think they stay enemies at the end of the day. I don't think that that happens. I wonder if Sabine could, Sabine could have something to do with it. You know what I mean? Like she's like Sabine and, and Bo-Katan know each other from the past. And I think that could be an interesting an interesting way to bring her in. And plus we've all been remember in season two, there was that shot in the trailer of who ended up just being a, some rando Mandalorian, but it was, it was, uh, it was another wrestler. I cannot remember her name. Drew. Uh, Costa just, Reeves was her name. I knew it. There you her, go. Thank you. Real, <laughs> yeah, I knew uh, you'd the know. The real name. Oh gosh. What was her? And then task. Uh, Sasha Banks. Axe, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Axe Woves was the other dude. Yeah. 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 So there was that shot of her in a robe or, or something like that. And everyone was like, I bet that's Sabine. That's Sabine. Like everyone was, we've been thinking Sabine is going to show up for like forever. Anyway, she works in the show. Her, she could have been like hidden in different places. And then when she's introduced, we could be like, hmm, that was yeah. Sabine. You know what I mean? Like she's sneaky. She's sneaky. She's like sneaky, sneaky. Uh, by the way, Jack. And she's been around with Ahsoka. With- so I'm pretty sure Ahsoka taught her some sneakiness too. True. By the way, Jack has the best opinion of the night. Yeah. He says, I yeah. just need Hondo in any shape or form mm-hmm. in live action. And I totally mm-hmm. agree. And honestly, the Mandalorian is the perfect tone for that. Like mm-hmm. the Mandalorian yes. is fun. No. And he's a I, galaxy's I d- edge. He's alive. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I really, I really think, I think that they have to have him on eventually. And with the, like, e- and they could even do the thing with, I've, I think I've said this before on here, but they could even, you know, in, in season one, we had Queel. Remember Queel? Rest in peace. We had him, and he was acted by a, an actor in, in the suit with, you know, with all the makeup and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but voiced by, I'm blanking on the name, but a, an older an older guy actor. I cannot remember. I'm blanking on his name right now. Very, very popular. Yes. Um, Jack, help me out here. I know you're, I know you know this. Um but yeah, we he was voiced by someone else. And so the the idea of Hondo being voiced by the original, the voice actor that voiced him, uh uh Cummings. What's the name? Jim Cummins. Jim Cummings. He could absolutely voice him without acting him. You know what I mean? We could have an actor play him and it would be perfect. I th- I think we could absolutely have that. Um Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte, yep, that there it is, right there. Hey. Uh, that's the person right there. Thank you. That was Jack, right? Yeah. Thank you, Jack. 
Not you. We named the monkey Jack. I'm just, okay. Um, pirates. I told them not to park on that. Hey, beach. we're talking about pirates. Hondo. Um, it's perfect. So yeah, I agree, Jack. I think, I think, I think, I think, uh, I think Hondo would be amazing in the show. <laughs> really. Ben's going to be like, we need an arm smuggler to get weapons onto the planet of Mandalore. And Ahsoka will be there. Like, I know a pirate guy. He can help us. And Hondo <laughs> shows up. If it's anyone but Hondo, I swear. <laughs> Ezra, you lied to me? I've never been so proud. <laughs> uh, I love him so Hondo's much. Hondo's so great. It, it would be great to see Rosario as a snow could be like, I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. Uh, I love it. There. I love it. All right. Any other Mandalorian thoughts, predictions, opinions, things? going to be of that awesome. nature i'm, I'm so excited. pumped for it i'm so pumped for it it looks i totally huge forgot it was scope. like this march for some reason yeah. i was thinking march was like 1st next year and i was like wait it is 2023 <laughs> yeah it is we're in it now in fact i just realized my debit card expires in like a month and i was like oh it's happening <laughs> <laughs> it's always seemed like so far away <laughs> um let's see here uh okay so jess you you're about to have to leave right mm -hmm. am i right yeah. so i guess we can we can bid you adieu and drew and i can talk some bad batch and then we can wrap this up yeah <sighs> yeah <laughs> i am close to being finished re-watching season one where Probably. are you where are you um, <laughs> bounty lost the one after bounty lost i think mm, so you're like halfway yeah. Me, and, me and Holly are. She's watching through season one with me right now, and she really loves the Bad Batch too. It's so good. I she I'm enjoyed so the glad. Clone Wars. We watched through it together for the first time. She really yeah. loved it. Jack, so gotta go as well. Jack, I'll see you later, man. Thanks for joining us. You're the best. Uh, yeah, I I love. I I just I I don't know what it is. The Bad Batch really is just like my jam, and I can't really put my finger on it. It's got a great balance of fun. And cool lore stuff and emotional storytelling, mm -hmm. but mostly it's just fun. I just it's love. So I just so love fun. the. I just love the the each little individual uh, adventure they go on. And I think last time I rewatched, I've rewatched it a few times now. But last time I rewatched it, I think every single time I watch it again, the episodes that stand out for me the most are just the ones that we get to see, like. Um, where like episodes where the M we see what the empire is doing to other planets a lot more closely. So like that episode where that took place on not, uh, Salukamai. That one is, yes, that one is one of my favorites. The, 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 oh, the one where they went to Raxus. That Raxus. Was so that's the one. That's mm -hmm. the one. Yeah. I love how they start that episode with the uh, with the governor or whatever and he like he refuses yeah. he he refused yeah the senator and he refuses to comply and he gets arrested that's such a great opening and then seeing the bad batch have to like be like we're not gonna help them they're separatists and being like oh wait <laughs> the separatists aren't the bad guys like that yeah. whole thing is so interesting to me and then and then having the next episodes being the ones on Ryloth. I, and I loved those episodes. Yes. So and much. Here's the other thing. I feel like Raxus is like such a like underplayed 
planet. That thing is that place is beautiful. The architecture, oh, yeah. the trees. I'm like, I want to get a live action this planet. <laughs> like, it's gorgeous. So cool. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I love it. and and by the, all of the animation in the Bad Batch is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. All the places are. But yeah, Ryloth is Ryloth those those two episodes that because I always love that that first episode of the Ryloth arc, we barely see the Bad Batch at all. It's all about the Sindulas, you know. Is that like changing it? For one episode to come right back in the next episode. <laughs> Also, there's 16 instead of seven. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, y'all get to talk about the new episodes that I will hopefully watch soon. Yes. I'm pacing myself so up. I don't miss anything so that I get all the good nuggets before I start the second season. And I've been riding my bike while I watch it. So, nice. Fun. Workout. I hope it's trailer. stationary. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I have a trainer for my bike. So. <laughs> you like riding around the block, you're like, whoa. No, 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 no. No, I'm just in front of a TV. <laughs> just wanted that clarification to the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. It's inside. Oh, On a trainer, I would not be watching anything <laughs> while I was riding my bike. It's so inside. rude. When a jogger bounces off of your windshield when you're just trying to scroll Facebook. <laughs> it's the rudest thing ever. Listen, I've been hit by a car. Oh, Zero God. out of ten would not recommend. It was I, a minivan. I, feel you. I, nearly got, I nearly got killed at a demo derby. I totally feel you. You guys, you both have been hit by cars? It just came really close. Street. I was in literally in a crosswalk crossing the street. It's current. Soccer mom in or I don't actually know if she was a soccer mom, but she had this white minivan. <laughs> Just assuming because she's wearing driving a minivan. <laughs> she's a soccer I mom. I mean, she didn't really look like a soccer mom. But bless her, I don't mean this in a southern way, bless her heart. Like literally, I feel bad. Bless for her heart. Like, bless I her heart for her. And like her kid like has to be traumatized for life because literally it's kind of <laughs> funny thinking about it now because I'm okay. She didn't even see me until I was on her windshield. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry to laugh, but it's just because of what I said. <laughs> but yeah, Jonathan got um, to watch the uh, the uh, police footage before it was taken down. And um, he's like, it was, it was kind of comical, but only because you were okay. <laughs> wow. Only because you're okay. I'll <laughs> pick you up, but I'm going to laugh okay. first. <laughs> oh my gosh all right jess well um on that weird note <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i'm glad you Don't got the hop on car do not recommend it i agree with you um <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh okay so jess thanks for coming on i'm glad we got to spend some time all just yapping about star wars then i really missed this a lot and i'm really glad we all got to hang out again Yay. so yes. We'll do it again soon, and of course, you will be back on. So, and then hopefully, I can finally get some. I've been wanting to make my TikTok like Star Wars content, and so at some point, I will be able to do that. So, 
Deal. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all have fun talking Bad Batch season two. I cannot wait to watch it. I'm really excited. We will have fun, won't we? <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Bye, Jess. Bye. Now we can practice a secret handshake and sacrifice a chicken. <laughs> what? Chicken. <laughs> Uh, Curry says, my wife told me I was being really, sa- I was being really sassy. And then said, oh, oh, cause you were on, oh, cause you were on a podcast with Michael again. So I was in debate mode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is really funny. The, the, the sassy side that Curry and I bring out in each other. I, th- I think we're, <laughs> I, I, it was fun debating in person again. Well, not really debating. We didn't debate much, but it was fun being sassy with Curry in person again. I like when um, Josh gets sassy. He's a funny sass. Oh man, when Josh gets, gets like really. This. I <laughs> love I love sassy Josh. <laughs> he he gets rolling good. Yeah. <laughs> There's no stopping oh. him for about two hours or so. It's great. Josh, come on! I miss you talking about the Last Jedi with me. <laughs> I barely mentioned it this whole time. I mentioned it once. I, I know. Told him not to park on that beach there, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I, what an underrated part of that of that movie. I love that part. Those are some Isn't of my favorite that, things in Star Wars. That just little, little stuff. Like I'm 99 sure that that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Really? Yep. He's in every Ryan Johnson movie as a cameo at the very least, um, or or a lead. And so, um, and so I think that's him. If I'm not mistaken, I think. You know, I've never seen the movie Looper. And I really want to. I've only seen like half of it, and it's incredible what I've seen. But I have I haven't gotten to see all of mm. it. Um, cause I started it super late at night and I just couldn't, I couldn't stay up, but it was really, really great what I saw. Um, uh, Curry says, Michael watch looper. Yeah, I know. I know. It's I will. On my list. I, I own it. I started I... it. I loved it so far. I love it. How many times have I told you all that? It's on my the list. En- <laughs> Curry list. says the ending makes no sense. Oh, come on. Why you gotta be hating on Ryan Johnson all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Drew. Listen, we're four episodes into season two of the Bad Batch. How are we feeling so far? This is your I love it. This is your so, home. Listen, I don't know what it is, but I told you the other day that the Bad Batch for me has nearly surpassed Rebels already in its second season, and that That's is no crazy, discredit man. to Rebels. Now, like eighty percent of rebels, like there's stuff like Jedi Knight and oh, all the stuff with Kane and Ezra. That, Shroud of that Darkness. Will, yes, uh, the uh, uh, Twilight of the Apprentice. That stuff will probably never be topped. But literally, just about everything else, even with like um, Callus and K- uh, uh, Zeb, everything else is just like okay, bad batch. You're 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 have the hiccups. I'm dying. <laughs> I don't know what it is, and I love Rebels. Like it is top tier. Some of the best stuff in Star Wars happens in Rebels. But the for some reason the Bad Batch is just ten out of ten for me. I don't know what it is. The only issue, but we are only have four episodes in. Um, one of the early, you know, kind of things that was out there for the season two of the Bad Batch was that it introduced a lot of old lore and had some cool callbacks, and we've not really had that yet, but. Obviously, there's still the entire back two thirds of the season or whatever to go. So I'm being patient, but I was, and that wasn't even a confirmed thing, but I'm still waiting on that. So maybe it's just one of my unfair fan expectations, but it's so incredible. 
I just I love everything about the Bad Batch, top to yeah. bottom. It's just, ugh. yeah. I mean, like I said, I I feel like this show just strikes a wonderful balance between like yes. it's got it's got definitely has emotional parts in it. Um, in every episode, I was able to find really great thematic elements to it. But at the end of the day, it's just freaking fun. Like it's just Star Wars, and it, it's just Star Wars when it's fun. And I love when Star Wars is just fun, you know. And 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 we've really grown to love each of our characters in the Bad Batch, and um, I, I think just there I grab him off the shelf. <laughs> you better, but like when you know when we got the arc in the Clone Wars, I really liked it, and I liked the characters. There he is. Look at Wrecker, Uncle Wrecker. But we got the you know we got them in the Clone Wars originally in that arc, and I liked them. I thought those were fun episodes. Um, like Curry said earlier, that was an arc. That could have been three episodes instead of four, but yes, it could have been. But I, I liked the episodes. I thought they were really fun, but they were really exaggerated. So I was wondering when they announced the show. I was like, I mean, I guess that'll be cool, but I don't know how they're going to do a show off those characters. They instantly made them as soon as that first episode happened. They instantly made each of those characters much more than caricatures. You know what I mean? Mm. They were they were much more than like. Hey, this is the Star Wars A team. That they're not no, that. They kind the of are. From Madagascar. They're real. They they, they totally are. They, but they are, but they are real characters. I really care for Wrecker. What that whole that whole mini arc where we thought that he was mm. going to turn because of the the chip. I was so nervous about that, and and I'm still and, shaking from it. And you know the one that I'm really still waiting for. I need more with Echo. I need more focus on Echo. But I love yes. so far this season, they have seemed to give more attention to tech, which also needs yes. to happen. And, and you know, this episode, this past episode was like was tech centric. and It was great. It was just so fun. And so I, I'm loving I'm loving the show, period. But what are your thoughts specifically? So so you said you're waiting for maybe some more of the lore stuff that you're hoping happens. But when you're judging the show, when you're judging the show for what has happened so far. What's been your favorite episode yet? And what what are you uh how are you feeling about the story so far and everything that's happened? So the story, um, it kind of you know overall what the format's gonna be. They are mercenary clones making their way through the galaxy, but slowly and steadily they're getting they're getting tied into more of some other stuff going on, and because of their convictions and their history, they're getting dragged into more stuff. Mm-hmm. and i really love seeing that and crazy enough the best episode was episode three which didn't yeah. feature the batch at all yeah it was cody and crosshair uh. but, oh speaking of cody oh, where is he? <laughs> I, I got a guess. little custom i got a little custom cody nice and i'm lego. about to order i'm about to order a little bad batch uh custom like a little knockoff lego set and it comes with a cody so you can have him because i already have this one nice and it That's has a great. Rex and a Jesse too, but I get Jesse, so too bad. But you can have the Rex. I already have a Rex too up here. Um, that episode was incredible. And so my uncle, I was speaking with him recently, and um, he just kind of watched a little bit of the Bad Batch here and there, just real casually. And the Bad Batch, like it's like my nephew is in first grade, and he would love the Bad Batch. But what's crazy is that the Bad Batch, it does really what so Rebels was like 90% for kids. And they yeah. do some deep stuff in there incredible deep stuff the bad batch is for kids too but 
my goodness, they have not shied away from no, um, no. they've not shied away from anything, um, that you would expect them to be able to cover. I mean, gosh, uh, um, like troopers going, uh, you know, AWOL, um, mm-hmm. prisoners of war, PTSD, um, war profiteering. I mean, just they've not shied away from any of the deep themes that, um, definitely happened in the clone wars but they've really dove into them more and then crosshair literally shot that one person in the face and it like mm-hmm. basically showed it i was like sweet you know and crosshair um i i love that you know crosshair is obviously a villain but um they're showing that you know his decision to leave the batch i i, I don't think he's quite like i don't know if he's going to come back to the batch because that would just be too easy but um he's really not loving the empire right now and um, one piece of lore they did bring back was the monument of the first battle, uh, which was that big wall that you saw in, in Ahsoka's big uh, arc, uh, Clone Wars season five, the end of it. Um, that's a monument to the battle of Geonosis and the troopers that died in it. And Crosshair and Cody's uh, talk that happened in front of that wall was, uh, I'm not going to say Andor level writing, but that was like movie quality level writing right there in a cartoon show. Yeah, I mean, I wow. love that. And- I love that scene was so good uh, because I, I love how you could tell from that part, from that point on, like even even that early in the episode, the way that Cody said, good soldiers follow orders. We've heard that said many times and it always sounds a certain way and you know how it sounds. But the way that Cody said it was immediately good soldiers follow orders. It's a little like, flippant, like sarcastic. Like almost like he's definitely you can tell like like good soldiers follow orders, right? Like he's questioning it a little bit. And so you could tell right away something Cody was kind of dealing with stuff at the very least. He's definitely questioning things. And I'm trying uh, to pull the quote right now from that scene because I liked it so much. Yeah. And uh, another thing while you're pulling that up, something else that I've loved is that um, they're doing really cool stuff visually to to like to tell us to to like communicate certain things to us. Yes. And a really a, a really little thing. It sounds little, but something I really appreciate is that, you know, we've gotten into this we've gotten we've gotten we're in season two now and we're a little further along in the story and the batch and their armor is becoming more and more individualized and each each of them has more color and each of them has more uh custom and uh, like personality in their armor every single one of them looks different and uh they've added to it as it goes on and it's like and you and you contrast that with you remember in in the Clone Wars, Cody has color on his armor, and he mm. looks very distinguishable from other clones because that's a lot like that's a lot of them did that. But now Cody, even his armor is is black it's the white. same armor, but it's black and white. He's he's conformed to the order, while the Bad Batch is is free. And I I just think just little <laughs> things like that showing. Mm some real cool depth to the story it's just really cool show don't tell right show yeah. don't tell yeah Andor all over again all over the visual storytelling the, the nuggets here and there just the little glimpses of 
you, you go back and you watch like, wait a minute, like Cody, that's that's Cody, but it doesn't look like Cody, but it sounds like Cody. So here's that dialogue between him and Crosshair. Um, Cody says, tell me something, Crosshair. This new empire, are we making the galaxy better? And Crosshair answers, we're soldiers. We do what needs to be done. I just want to do a little evil Crosshair voice. Soldiers. And then and then Cody answers back, you know what makes us different from battle droids? We make our own decisions, our own choices, and we have to live with them. And we too. have to live with them, too. Yes. That was huge because, to me, Cody is conveying a sense of regret yep. for the things he's done. And yep. we don't know what has happened with Cody between Order 66 and this uh, portion of the Bad Batch. Because we're still a year, maybe two, into the formative years of the Empire right yep. now. And Cody could have been through a lot during that time. And we especially know he was one of the first troopers to open fire in Order 66. Yeah. And you got to think that over time, whatever's maybe going on with his inhibitor chip, he's maybe starting to have these flashbacks and learn and see what's happening. And, or maybe he has no regret 4066 and he just hates the empire. Cause it's not like the Republic was. And uh, I don't know. I've just really, that was the best episode. I don't remember what all you asked me um, to relay, but episode three was definitely the general best thoughts so far. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Episode three might've been the best episode of the show yet. Like it was that Just good. About. Like yes. it was, it's up there at the very least it's up there. It's up there in animated, like star Wars animation episodes for me. Like I just thought there was so much in there to chew on. And, yeah. and it was, and it was, it was, you know, I, I keep saying, this show is so fun. It's just fun. But that episode was really not fun. It was, it was like dark. <laughs> it was dark and there was a serious tone to it. And I do love when this show goes more serious because it's really good at it. Yes. Um, whether it's the Camino episodes at the end or the beginning, both of those. I'm two, I'm two of those right now of the the what war mantle and all that stuff. That's oh, war mantle season one. War mantle. I'm two of those episodes right now, yeah. That episode is amazing. I love that episode where they get um uh Gregor where mm-hmm. they rescue Gregor. It's so yes. fun. That's such a yeah. great episode. Well, and that's some deep lore callback too. Right, right. Yeah. Stuff that I think they're gonna go to at Indians season two. Yeah. Um, as far as like the cloning facilities and the commando troopers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm really because that's some that's some old EU stuff right there. Um, which is I had a conversation with a buddy of mine the other day. Um, he's kind of returning back to really being deep into Star Wars, and he's not Welcome watching back. a lot of the new. He's not watching a lot of the new, any like the shows and stuff like that. And he's really enjoying going into those. And he's uh, he grew up reading. Me and him grew up in, like junior high, middle school together, reading a lot of EU stuff. And you know, n- not all of it was great. Obviously, it was like a it was like a kind of a bag of checks mix. You know, you want to pick out certain things and. There was no uh, great way was to no, describe it. It was that. like awesome. it was like fan, you know, half of it fan fiction, half of it was good, and some of it was like really, really good stuff. And they're just great they're kind of cherry picking here and there. They're going, to, you know, Dave's saying, you know, here this was this was a wacky storyline, but this was cool. Let's let's grab this. You know, Thrawn was pretty awesome. Let's go ahead and just bring him in. Yeah, Th- that's obviously the best way because a lot of people were mad, including myself, when they were just like, oh, the EU's gone. Right. If they would have said the EU's gone, but we're just going to kind of implement it here and there, I think everybody would have been happy. But you know, everybody wanted a reason to be angry. They wanted to be a Star Wars victim. They wanted to be well. You know, yeah, you know. and and to be fair, and I know I I've talked to Curry about this a lot too, and I I think I have some sympathy too for people who, dude, I you know you're invested in something 
and it's just you're you're just told oh by the way that's canceled now like we're we're, oh, yeah. we're done with that and it doesn't matter to canon anymore uh well I, and well to be fair too on the other side of things it was never technically actually canon but it was canon it was, to itself it was canon <laughs> to itself and it was canon to you because that's all that's all that people had for years right yeah. between the original trilogy and the prequels there wasn't star wars that was you had the books that was it and so those people grabbed onto those things and they had those in their mind so i do have sympathy for people who who um people who who were upset at that but i also totally get and probably would have done the same thing lucasfilm did said hey we're starting our own new canon and and we're gonna we're probably you know they'll cherry pick things here and there but overall like i think that it would have really there's from my understanding, and I have not read much of the EU stuff, but my understanding is there's a lot of contradictory stuff in that it would have been really hard to even do a through line with it. There's and there's like just a handful of novels that go together here and there, and then there's a yeah. lot of other like kind of like the the TV shows like we yeah. get now. It's like they're related, but they're kind of wacky. And I right. got a little nostalgic thinking about that today actually because I went to Cersei to buy some new pizza ovens at a restaurant spot and I drove past a bookstore that when me and my brother were kids, we bought a lot of star Wars books and spent a lot of time there, yeah. including where I bought tales from Jabba's palace, which is sitting on the shelf over here. And uh, I just remember the source like, material, buying, the yes, Boba Fett source material, the sacred text, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just it. can't, I can't get over enough how much I love the bad batch. And yeah, dude. me and you, <laughs> I, I think really see eye to eye on it. It is just, we do. Yeah, it's 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 so funny. It's like we just got done with Andor, and here I am. That first night comes, and I'm waiting at two o'clock in the morning. Like, okay, give me the fun stuff now. <laughs> like, I I, I love Adore Andor. I I said earlier in this in this in this live stream, Andor is my favorite Star Wars show yet. Um, I think it is top notch in every way. Yes, give me some give me some fun silliness. Like, <laughs> give me the wacky Star Wars now. I'm ready for it. It's- and the Bad Batch is perfectly that. Because it's wacky, and then all of a sudden it hits you out of nowhere. Yep, with like something super serious. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh. And it does, and it continues the stuff that Andor did so well, which was it shows the the Empire taking control, even uh, like the process of taking control of of different settlements and civilizations. And and I, I love that that they keep going into these, like showing places that used to be separatist and are no longer the villains of the story right because we always saw the separatists as the villains for a while because they weren't the republic but it it just it's so cool seeing like that raxus arc or then that that next i i really think my favorite episodes sometimes depending on the day sometimes my favorite episodes from season one is that ryloth arc where with hauser uh and uh, which by the way i hope we Surely we'll go back to Ryloth this season and see Hauser and see the Sindulas and stuff. I bet I bet we'll go back and I really I really hope so. But um, but yeah, I I love those and just seeing the Empire and just them being just them just taking over and showing their true colors and people waking up to it and like it didn't take people long either. Nope, it didn't take people long at all. And people were like, wait, we just fought a war for this? (laughs) And Episode 3 highlighted that really well, actually. Like, they figured it out real quick. The the Separatist leader was like, uh, so-and-so was like, oh, they're sending an envoy to talk. No, shoot it down. That's an attack squadron. Like, no, no, no. They figured it out real quick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 
and uh and 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 then right after episode three like a super serious episode they come out of the gate with basically a pod racing episode and and how much fun was that it was fun and ben schwartz because i thought it was topher grace from that 70s show at first (laughs) and i saw that that sounds right and then i saw it was ben schwartz and i said oh my gosh how perfect and it was fun because i wanted it to be swoop bike racing from knights of the old republic and i was like okay i was like this point it wasn't but i was like wait a minute we got something even cooler like and there's like a thousand motorsports in the united states alone why would why not be 10 yeah. million in star wars so that was why not fun. yeah but the the episode was great because it was tech centric and tech is awesome and everything with omega omega is great especially omega. when it's especially when it's omega wrecker and then someone else combined because omega and wrecker are always like side by side and here funny and then tech's like like the reluctant like father of the situation um, right. But what I, what I loved about that episode was it was a very surprising little miniature character study for Sid. Because Sid yeah. was, I thought she was just going to be kind of like a kind of flexible side character. And she's really become a staple of the show. And yep. us seeing her in a situation and how, and that's twice Omega has stuck her neck out for Sid. Yeah. She did it when uh, the uh, uh, Duran guy. Yep. Yep over the parlor in the pike syndicate she was like no we need to help sid and then the big ugly dude was like you don't know sid she's bad she'll hurt you and that's very possible but it was it was cool to see a little yeah. set up a little tension for, for the front for the next little bit we'll see what we'll see where that leads like what who can we trust sid i like the tension set up there that's cool yes in the middle of a silly pod racing episode with ben yep. <laughs> i mean and and, and great. i think my favorite part of the episode was like we've always seen, uh, I think I typed. I think I. I think I posted something about this in our Facebook group. And by the way, anyone listening, if you're not in the Facebook group, join it. It's fun. A certain point of view discussion group. Um, so, but I posted in there. I think um, in our thread about this episode that I love. Out, you know, in the past we've always talked about and we've always seen tech as a little bit more robotic. He's almost droid like. Um, the way that he is, everything is a matter of fact. Um, he doesn't really have opinions. He just states fact, right? Everything like that. That would that, be that. Ep- that would be dirt. <laughs> uh, that episode where uh, that episode where uh, Omega is like, uh, where she hears Hera talk about flying, and and Omega says to Tech, "Did you know flying is a feeling?" And Tech is like, "A feeling." <laughs> like that's absurd basically and so like we've always had him in that role um and so it was really cool in this episode that number one great to have a tech-centric episode period but having this episode where we literally juxtapose him against a droid and we actually see no no no, tech is not a droid he's he is even though he has these strengths and he's very savvy and he's very calculated and smart he is a he's still a person who actually who who is who has a lot of value outside of that and i think even in the first couple episodes we saw some more of the human side of tech and i think this season is intentionally trying to show us more like no tech is not a droid he's not r2 or c3po or whatever he is he's a human even though sometimes we kind of view him as droid like in a way and so i seeing this episode you literally had him juxtaposed against an actual droid you know who was 
Ben Schwartz. <laughs> and him and the Jordan um, argued. That was and they the argued <laughs> and and tech and tech was clearly the best. So I just love I love that that was such a cool idea and so and I loved the execution of it. And again, such a fun episode. It was just fun. Like all and of Rekker the whole time. was snacks the whole time. He was of constantly course. stuffing his face the entire episode. He either had a snack or a gun in his hand at all times, and that is just <laughs> one of the best parts about Uncle Wrecker. Martel mix. Mm, after every mission. After every so, mission. Holly is uh so she watched through the Clone Wars one and really liked it. And I uh I'd watched the Bad Batch last year and she'd kind of walk in and like, ha, ah, that's funny. And after we watched the Clone Wars, I thought, okay, I've really burned her out. That was a lot of Star Wars in a row. She's like, Okay, I want to watch the Bad Batch. That show looks really good. And she um really, really loves I think Tech and Wrecker and Omega the best, and as far as like their interactions, especially when Tech's always just so matter of fact and then Wrecker's silly and then yep. Omega's just really kind-hearted just a good little good little person so yeah, yeah we're just not about to watch the last three episodes of season one um and whew, they are they're gonna be weighty but man yeah, it's, it's i don't know just like i said it before and i'll say it again everything about the bad batch works for me just it is <clears throat> it's like everything i love about the clone wars just right right there <laughs> yep other than yeah. the Jedi stuff it's absent but you know <laughs> It's right, other, right. It's, it's okay. It definitely takes the it definitely takes all the funnest aspects of the Clone Wars and makes it just about clones. Like for the like it makes it a lot about clones. And then but now we're seeing some of the best parts of the Clone Wars and transferred over into the beginning of the Empire. And yes. and such a such a cool, interesting time in Star Wars. And I think they do such a great job. I'm really excited to see what comes next. Uh we I don't know if this next one's gonna be a banger. I don't know if it's gonna be just a fun mission. But it's all gold as far as I'm concerned. I, I can't think of a scene. I think there's maybe one episode that I like the least, and I'm, I'm picturing it in my head. It's near the end of season one where they go into that pit of, of uh, Gundarks. Oh, that's the, that's the, it's these like bugs, like these big bug yeah, monsters. I think that's the Gundarks. Uh, that's the one. Called, right? No, they, they reference Gundarks at the first episode. Okay. Um, Maybe but, it's not. Um, maybe it's not Gundarks. But I it, forgot what they called yeah. it. Some sort of bug monster. That's yeah. the fight syndicate. Yeah, and I thought that episode was just kind of. If I was to mention my least favorite episode of the show, it'd probably be that one. But it's still kind of fun. I, it's still I, fun. I really think I I really like every single other episode, and and um and I don't even really hate that one. It's just it's just it is fine. So I'm um, trying to remember. I think there's a double release coming soon. Yeah, there's yes, there's seven and eight to double. Yeah, seven and eight, and so there's a few double releases. We've already had the first one, seven and eight, and then mm-hmm. the finale is two part, I believe. Yeah. So, yes, that yeah, the first two were double, then the second on the the middle season on February eighth is double, and then the finale. So seven and, and eight. So we're on we're on five. So we just have a couple of weeks, and we got a and double. There's sixteen. So the, the season goes through March 29th. Yep. And so the next one is called Entombed. And then Tribe, the Clone Conspiracy doubles up with Truth and Consequences, the Crossing. I have a feeling. I wonder if those are Cody centric. I'm really, I'm really thinking so. We got the Crossing, Retrieval, Metamorphosis, and then these are some ones I'm very excited to read the titles of: The Outpost, Pabu, Tipping Point, The Summit, which is going to be Tannis, and then Plan Ninety Nine, which is like opposite of Order Sixty Six. I'm guessing. 
Mm. So through March 29, and oh, I can't resist. And then I forget that we're going to get Goongi at one point too. Yes, I'm so excited. That could be this week for all we know. I'm so excited. It it really could be. I just, like I said, we're getting <laughs> we're getting we're getting a month overlap of the mandalorian and the bad batch i hope you realize this <laughs> yes yes we really so really are it's gonna be fun all right dude we've gone almost two and a half hours i gotta go i have not eaten dinner yet i'm starving <laughs> so... oh mine's just starting to wear off i gotta go find a snack <laughs> but man this was so much fun we're gonna do it again yes. we're gonna do it again as soon as we can make it happen um and uh, i guess we should totally do it again before the bad batch is over for sure like i, I right. hope we do it at least like maybe a couple times during the bad batch especially if some more people cut up maybe like reconvene at like the the double episode mid-season release that'd be so. great I, that'd be fun i hope we can and do then that. maybe at the end too kind of like yeah start you know beginning middle start, end. yeah beginning middle yeah that'd be yeah perfect Trilogy, love, the whole thing. it's a great idea yes. but but yeah, so um, I guess we'll probably drop this on our podcast feed at least. It'll be super raw. I'm not gonna go and edit it this really, but um, but guys, no. if you yeah, so so if you're if you're still listening to the audio version of this, thank you. And why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, but but really, thank y'all for listening. Thank you for those who joined us live um, and participated in the chat. That's always super fun. And we're gonna do this again soon. And as always. May the force be with you always.